Wardcast episode 141. Go! Go! I'm Dylan Lavento, and today I'm rejoined by Will Blanton. Hey, what's up? Hi, Will. <laughs> Hi, Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> Got pick up the ball. How you been? I'm great. How are you? I'm I'm awesome. Awesome. I, I haven't been working on games at a rapid clip like you have, so. Oh, I'm excited to hear about it. I'm excited to hear about your games. Oh, nothing. No, there's yeah. All right, joining us. Also <laughs> joining us, Alex Damrath. Hi, Dylan. Hi. I've been holding that in. It's. I know it's really <laughs> difficult for you to hold that back. <laughs> Welcome back. Hi. We have we have a guy that's finished the game, and then we have a guy who's like Markiplier's number one game dev now. Well, just all of this I, stuff. I don't. I wouldn't go that far, but uh, I he played a game I made, and we'll get into that. Yeah. And also joining us, Val Hawes. Hello, hello. How you doing? Pretty good. How you doing? I am great. <laughs> It's already getting kind of warm in here. <laughs> I apologize. Forecast of the summer. Yeah. Yeah. Summer days. Um, so, Val, you're new to our collective, the RVA Game Jams Collective. Um, character artist, also SCAD alum. Yep, that's me. We've had some conversations. We have way those. too many SCAD people on this podcast now. Two? Yeah. That's too that's many. Too many. Too, too I'll many. leave. If All you right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I guess we have two VCU guys on here. Well, sorta <laughs> VCU and a half. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, you've been Alex getting all the hookups with all of the SCAD alumni. I just know everybody on, on, yeah, this, on this podcast, except for Val somehow. <laughs> yeah. Well, now <laughs> you do. Like I know everyone, <laughs> even the local SCAD people. <laughs> uh, Shrug. I don't know. I do see like maybe five or six scad stickers on my commute every week. It's kind of crazy. I see a couple. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like fucking everywhere. It's it's if you don't know to look for them. Like if if they were just a jumble of letters. They just look like every yeah, other sticker yeah. sometimes. Yeah. It's, it's, for it's sure. like with me and Brand Center, right? Like once I had friends that went to Brand Center, I see Brand Center stickers everywhere. And it's like these fuckers. <laughs> All these motherfuckers. Yeah. Um cool. So everyone had a nice break. Not yes. talking about E3. It was pretty nice. Uh, well, too bad. You're going to talk about E3 now. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, this is, this is going to be our mop-up at the beginning here, talking about anything that happened at E3 that you're excited about. From your last two E3 podcasts. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> and then Dicey and I started getting into it. I'm like, no. <laughs> we need to, this isn't going to work. <laughs> this is like a week removed, but we recorded it like a month before. It's not going to be like, I don't know what Nintendo's going to have. Maybe they're going to have a long Metroid demo. I don't know. Definitely. And then they did not. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, Alex. Smash. Yeah. Smash happened. Are you excited? I, I maybe couldn't sit still in my office chair for like a, a good half hour there. I think we were both very excited that Nintendo dedicated as much time as they did. I mean, I don't even care that nothing else was really announced. It was... That was like the perfect iteration of a video game I've been in love with since I was a child. <laughs> like they, they just made everything everybody wanted. Everyone is here. Everyone is here. Everyone is here. Plus two new guys. But not Goku. No one wants Goku. She's fucked up again. No one wants Waluigi either. Scott Ridley's in <laughs> it. Fuck you. <laughs> Everyone wants Waluigi. Like, 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 like Waluigi. Waluigi was Waluigi. Waluigi. Wallaby. <laughs> 
He was invented to play tennis. And let me tell you. I don't think he really... He's pretty good at playing tennis. He is pretty good at playing tennis. He's got them long arms. Is he in aces? Yes. Yes. I only only play him in aces. Uh He's a defensive character, um, which is okay. But actually, the secret best character in Mario Tennis Aces is Rosalina. Because Rosalina is a tricky character. And so when she serves, this fucker, this guy I played against, was so good at Rosalina, he would serve and the ball would curve like 90 degrees so he would serve onto like one side of the court and then it would just swing all the way around. So I didn't even get a chance to hit it. <laughs> Jeez. It was bad. It was it a bad was scene. Like the opening days of Rosalina and Smash 4. Mm-hmm. And no one knew how to deal with her there either. Right. Because gotta make Rosalina tricky, I guess. What that Luma. Space goddess. Yeah. Uh, how was Chain Chomp? He's all right. The best character in Mario. He's all right. Okay. It's pretty cool when he wins a serve. He chases his chain around in a circle nice. like a dog. Oh, that's adorable. That's all right. And I noticed, like, apparently he serves by balancing the ball on his head. Yeah, well, Spike, so they have Spike, the enemy. Spike, do you know what this guy looks like? Like the no. little turtle-looking dude, and he, like, spits up balls and stuff and oh, throws them at people. Yeah. Um, he pulls a little tennis ball out of his mouth. Nice. I'm like, I don't want to play with that <laughs> ball. Um, tennis with a dog? Same, same principle. Yeah. Okay. It's a fun game. It's really good. Okay. A lot of a lot of depth yeah. to that game. Really enjoy it. But back to Smash. So yeah. Smash is I mean, they they embrace the competitive aspect, more party modes, every single character, plus two new ones, and also Daisy, I guess. Who's the new one? Besides Ridley. Ling Inkling. What? Squid Kid. Oh, oh, Platoon. right, right, yeah. right. Which her It's me- just so forgettable, I just God damn it! Um, <laughs> the uh, the mechanics are really cool for for Squid Kid. Yeah, like. they like paint the floor, right? Yeah, and they, they can paint, regenerate. They have like ink gauge or they something. They have the same a similar ink gauge that they do in Splatoon, so you have to like keep it topped up. So I don't think it has to be on floor that you've inked, but it can be it, it can be anywhere. But you do occasionally have to like pull into your shield and then do this recharge move. I do like that new. Splatoon level they have in Smash is very vertical with all the ramps. Oh, that seemed beautiful. like there'd be a lot of cool stuff for that. Not that it matters because you just set it to a mega mode and everything's just final destination. So it sounds like uh like, like a lot of the, the pros who were up there playing the invitational mm-hmm. um were having lots of impressions. Was it a pro or a pro? I think it's a pro am. Pro am because I, I think Zelda Williams was there. No. You're thinking of last year's. Eh, no, I'm, I saw Zelda Williams tweeting stuff. It was, was here? He, yeah. Maybe she was playing Fortnite, but I could have sworn it was Smash. So the Invitational had mostly pros, oh. from what I could tell. And also Zelda Williams. I mean, it might have been like something they did after. Um, oh no, wait! They had like a they had like a, a half uh, a half halftime thing. Mm. There was like a shoutcast, but between um, the semifinals and the grand finals, there was a moment where like an actual I think it was Plup played against like three celebrities and I think Zelda Williams was one of those. I think that's what you caught. Okay. And it was it was three versus one. Right. Like it was Plup versus all three of them. Plup. Who uh, won? Plup. Plup. <laughs> Plup. He played Snake actually. He kicked ass. Yeah. It's great. Bury those mines. Yeah. Little little gyrocopter. Well apparently his down smash is different. It's oh, not really? it's not burying a mine anymore. It's very um, weird that Charizard is no longer a individual character. He's gonna lose one move. It's, but didn't you say his down B was super overpowered. It wasn't bad. Um, not overpowered, just like interesting. It was it was rock smash, so we like brought out a boulder and like smashed his oh, head right. on it. So it's kind of like rest, like Jigglypuff's rest. Eh, I don't know. Rest rest is like super risky. Is like the ultimate high risk, high reward move in Smash. 
Rock Smash was like, you had super armor. It did a decent amount of damage. They couldn't really... Yeah. It was all right. Well, regardless, you're excited yeah. for Smash. I'm very excited for Smash. Val, anything from E3 you're excited about? Uh, I'm kind of intrigued about the new Let's Go Pokemon games. Uh-huh. Um, you want your Pokeball? I don't know about that, but... <laughs> I want Pokeball. I just want the Pokeball. I kind of do. Yeah. Yeah, but um, I'm kind of interested. I've been really into Pokemon for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is like a formula change that they're kind of kind of the first major formula change to a mainline game. Well, it's not main, it's not the main series it is, one, but it isn't. I don't know. I've seen interview blurbs and where they're like, it is and it's not, and I'm not sure. Like it's but a tie-in it, with the Pokemon Go series. Yeah, right? it yeah. is, but I wouldn't be surprised if it does very well and some of those changes make it into the future generations. I don't know. Also, um, trading has just come to Pokemon Go. Right. Finally. <laughs> right. Yeah. After two years. And like gifting items and stuff too. Mm-hmm. It's got more social features now. Right. Yeah, and I'm interested in the, I like the art style that they went with a lot. And I mostly... Mm-hmm. Um, more interested in game art than game design because that's more my field. Um, but they went with this very like watercolor, nostalgic 3D look, which is really up my alley. Um, but it does feel maybe a little lifeless in some ways. Um, I never, I don't like how they've done character design for the humans. Like ever since they went 3D. I don't know how you feel about that. I don't know. I think I like the cute design, the like very round Chibi. anime style with a little like buck teeth on all the characters. Like I think it's cute. It's a game for kids. I mean, I am okay with that art direction, but it did get a little strange when they've been changing all of the body sizes and proportions like right. for the last three games. Like, oh, they're kind of chibi. Oh, they're kind of not. And then everything else kind of Those Funko Pop size. things are pretty big. Yeah. Let's make oh, them like geez. that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I think that's my main complaint with like Pokemon as a whole because I feel like as I've grown up, the series never grew up with me. No, definitely. Mm. And, <laughs> you know, I would like to see some modern game design sensibilities come to Pokemon and make it more than just a kind of collectathon wrote turn based strategy game. Yeah. Because I love the series mm-hmm. and I love being in that world but yeah i'm not gonna pretend that it's not like nostalgia driven though because like those games they didn't age particularly well i think in terms of like you play any other jrpg and then you're like yeah games can be deep (laughs) favorite pokemon Ooh, i don't know i like lugia that was like my boy when i was (laughs) playing silver version as a kid alex uh for talking legendaries deoxys all the way regular pokemon I don't know, I'm very married to the Hoenn region. Ruby and Sapphire is my mm. first favorite. So somewhere between like Tropius and Absol were two of my main favorites for a while. Will? Snorlax. <laughs> Snorlax is probably my third choice, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the correct answer, by the way, is Poliwhirl. Just so so we're all clear Good on Psyduck, that. Psyduck, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprising myself. I know two Pokemon. Two Pokemon. <laughs> Will knows two Pokemon. And neither of them were Pikachu. I did three Pokemon. <laughs> so I was actually just going back on Let's Go uh, Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. I was excited for like Eevee being a main mascot until I learned you can't evolve it. Really? You, that oh, yeah. Let's Go Eevee, the Eevee that you start off with is just permanently. It was same like Pokemon Yellow. You couldn't evolve yeah. the Pikachu. Wait. You couldn't. It Good? would just be like Pikachu doesn't want it and then you yeah. wouldn't be I able to do it. I literally like the anime. Yeah. I totally didn't remember that. Yeah. Like, I don't think I really knew much about Pokemon when I played Yellow anyway. I was a very dumb kid. <laughs> uh, well, they're pocket monsters. Uh, there's 150. Well, I know that. Maybe 151. Actually, there's probably more like 700 now. I hear if you move the truck, 
<laughs> at Vermilion City, there's a mew underneath. Okay. All right, come on. This rumor is blown so far out of proportion. Everyone knows you have to go on the St. Anne and then jump overboard and swim to a secret island that's three tiles south. Like, only after the part where you defeat Gary. If you go any further, if you do anything else, you're not you're going to miss it. But you have to get to that island. Blaine's there, all right? And he gives you the keys to the truck. You, got- <laughs> you have to drive the truck off of you. Yeah, you have to drive the truck. And then there's like a note under it, and it's got a phone number. And if you call that number, like on an actual phone in real life, then it's... <laughs> they say, I love bees. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. But and then they send you... Do you, ever, do you ever look at the, the Frog Fractions 2 ARG? Yes. Man. It's amazing. Where they send they send someone in the mail like an ignition, <laughs> right? There's like a button on it and then like a key lock. Yeah. And then they sent them a key separately or like they found a key in like some geocache or something. And on the side was like a piece of tape and written on it was Frog Fractions 2 launch. Yes. And you had to put the key inside and twist it and then hit the button. And it was still like another week or two before people yeah. realized like it was hidden in another game entirely. Well, no, people knew it was going to be hidden in another game. They just didn't know what they it was. They just didn't know what it was. Right. But like the patch notes gave it away or something. And there was like some tease in the patch notes. It wasn't that no clip. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Unrelated, Glitterminton Grove is on sale now. Right. Steam Summer Sale. I've heard that's a pretty good game. Totally unrelated to pretty deep. Frog Fractions too. in any way. Whatsoever. Anything else from E3 you're excited about, Val? Uh, I mean... Nothing was super, super exciting for me this year, except, you know, Smash and whatever, but... Yeah! Smash! <laughs> so, everyone is here. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> nothing else? Nothing else uh, caught your fancy? Nothing Not super even Sable? Well, yeah, Sable, but I've already kind of been following Sable, and they haven't given too much information about the game yet, really. Right, well, that was the first time I heard about the, the name. Yeah, I didn't even yeah, know the name before E3. Before I just remember We just kept it. seeing GIFs. Yeah. And like Sam was posting GIFs and we're all going, wow, pretty GIFs. And then like... Making Will <laughs> wins. <laughs> um, I don't know if you heard last episode uh, or the post E3 episode, um, but Callum from Raw Fury is the one that signed that game. It was, oh, nice. It was the first one he signed. Um, and he said all they had was a GIF. And that's what sold him on the game. He's like, we got to sign this. That's what you need. It's this game... This game looks great. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to hear more about it. Um, Tunic, you got both. Of you okay. guys had opinions on Tunic <laughs> and its we were, release. I was just mostly worried, just like, panicked. oh no, am I not going to be able to play it? And then it was like, oh, I'll just it'll be later, I guess. It'll be on, and it's also on PC. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Will, do you want to talk Death Stranding? Yeah, it looks cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you got. Yeah, I mean, they didn't show much. Well, I, I mean, mean, they showed more than they've ever shown. They showed yeah. gameplay this time. Yeah. It was probably gameplay. It looked like gameplay. Sure, why it not? It must have yeah. been gameplay, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, there was no gun, so it's probably not full gameplay. There was a gun. There yeah. was a gun? There, there was, was There was. Like, people keep pointing out, so it's just it. a walking simulator, and then it's like, <laughs> no, the everyone's pointing out, like, this five-second bit where someone did pull, like, a rocket launcher-looking thing out of their backpack. Let me tell you, if it was just a walking simulator, I'd be totally into that. Yeah. yeah I think I would play it anyway. I mean... Any Metal Gear Solid game could be considered a walking simulator if you play it right. <laughs> True. Mm. So yeah, I mean, I'm to- I'm 100% sold on everyone who was behind that project. So honestly, I am pretty happy that they're just keeping trailers vague. Like you're still guessing, like right up until the very end. Knowing Kojima, you will be guessing right and right even up to the game. After ending. you finish it, yeah, right. You're just like, what the hell was that? But I'm gonna love Adam it. Mickelson wasn't in the move in the game at all. <laughs> <laughs> but they're best friends. He has to be. 
him crying oil wasn't mocap. That's just him in real life. And he, just, he just does that. Matt, Mads Mikkelsen looked like the kind of guy who might cry oil sometimes. He cried blood in Casino Royale, so it's not far off. Right. Can't this man cry? Right. <laughs> I was excited with the scene where he's in the water and he messes up or something and he drops all his shit. So what's the theory here that like there's like a time paradox, time loop thing? I don't even. Like, so the, I'm not, the I'm, rain ages people. I'm out. <laughs> so yeah, that, I mean that that's what Tyler was thinking. Alex is not out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, I love I love hearing people go overboard with this sort of thing. I don't know. It's just something about humans coming together to solve a mystery. It's just like very it speaks to me. Um, so I like reading about it. I like seeing that shit. The everyone's ideas about it being like some kind of like time ghosts or time rain that's causing uh, to thank you oh <laughs> i feel like i feel i definitely now feel like kojima heard that word in german was just like time ghost <laughs> and they just ghost. sat at his desk yeah. for like 12 hours straight it was just like in a meditative stance. Yeah, and then, like eyes are going wider and wider, and he's just writing ideas down like time ghost. Boobs, 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 <laughs> boobs, 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 boobs. Ghosts steal time. I'm like a middle-aged man, and I have weird put sexual things in my games. He always has. Part of it is, you know, so many so many Metal Gear games are just based on so many old spy movie cliches, and there always is the cliche of 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 the girl. Is always just dressed provocatively. There's, there's always the cliche of a female character who, you know, the the femme fatale. The sure, yeah, whatever. I'm not excusing it. I'm just saying, like, there is. Oh, I know you're not. We, anyway. We've all given it a fair amount of shit. <laughs> so um, anyway, uh, has anyone Strang. ever seen Escape from New York? Oh yeah. Ooh, I have not. Great movie. Maybe I should watch it. It Maybe. will not. Change any year? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> about big trouble in Little China. That, however, <laughs> that might, that might. Um, sorry, I just had a few more here. Uh, see a solitude. Looks good. Looks great. You're also excited for that, Valor, weren't you? Yeah, there's just not much to talk about other than the art, really, for yeah, some of these the indie art's games. Beautiful. <laughs> I love the exploration look. Uh, so there's going to be a Halo on PC, which may have tied into the sudden like ah, we can't have that towards El Dorito. I mean, I, that was probably just them protecting their IP in general. I mean, yes, that too. Even but, if they didn't have a Halo coming up. So, I mean, we were we were having this discussion. I was having this discussion. A lot of people were looking into this. By we, I mean me and myself. <laughs> El Dorito has been out for a really long time. Right. It was only when they announced the point six update and it got really popular that Microsoft took it down. Took it down. And in fact, there was some open encouragement from lots of devs at 343 to do it before point six came out. Hmm. So it's a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. I'm definitely thinking it it sure for certain was lawyers who were doing what they have to do. But also probably a little bit of um that's our thing. We were gonna do that. Please don't steal our thunder because you're already garnering like twenty thousand players and that's absurd. And we need those yeah, desperately. We, we desperately need for them. the next Halos. <laughs> um yeah, and and Cyberpunk that trailer. Cyberpunk looked good. I feel like people are shitting on the trailer a lot, but I don't know. It looks like more of what I want. I liked it. Yeah, I um, think people were like, "Why is it not night like the first one?" Like because Earth has a days and nights. I think it's fine for Cyberpunk not to have nighttime all the time. Like I gather that's a that's a staple, that's a trope. It's been in like every single Cyberpunk piece of media. So it's perpetually night. 
But I mean, come on, let give it some room to grow. I'm excited. It looks love colorful. It looks fun. And everything I heard about the behind the doors gameplay demo was just like, oh, I'm gonna love this first person shooter, or Deus Ex esque, but with like even more dense RPG elements. Because Deus Ex is like very RP light, you know, immersive Sims. You don't really, you know, you sort of call them RPs, but not really. I can't wait to use Igni in Cyberpunk. Light, light a guy on fire. Well, people have been sort of freaking Meditate. out about that bit in Witcher 3 where Siri seems to describe the cyberpunk world like she's been there with her dimension hopping powers. Why does every fandom have to have some sort of like universal like they're all connected. All the well, Pixar movies are connected. I know. So Shut down Avengers, please. <laughs> <laughs> so someone Damn. was someone was talking about how cool it would be if cyberpunk had a quest where you're just chasing after a strange white haired girl that showed up maybe but like you don't ever see her. It's just like someone saw her and like you get maybe hints. Oh, that'd be neat. And there's a bard named Rosebud. Anywho, Will, what about you? Anything from E3? Uh, You're excited about? It's funny because I actually wrote down everything at E3 I thought you'd be excited about because you didn't fill in that part of the show notes. Um, <laughs> I have filled in um, Overwhelm, which yeah, we'll get. In, we'll, I'm not excited about that. We'll get into Overwhelm <laughs> because I've already, I already have it. Uh, Metal Metal Wolf Chaos. I'm pretty psyched to play that. XD. Yeah, <laughs> I'm kind of interested, and in, they didn't show much. The fact that it wasn't a remaster. Yeah. Same texture quality. <laughs> yeah. Same like same everything. Same animations. I was like. Uh, uh, yeah okay same voice acting yeah same like. voice acting <laughs> um i put sekiro yeah i'm I'm a little bit excited about just sekiro. a little bit just just sekiro it's uh, I li- yeah i liked what they revealed would be different about it like which is what uh no classes no mm. online functionality nope no. no praising the sun yeah uh, it's it's not their usual xp system apparently either like it's all done in a, in a different way it's like same company, probably going to be similar combat, but with a grappling hook. But like lots of little minute differences to try and separate it from the rest of like the Soulsborn. I think in general, like uh, people have been speculating that you don't level up. I think. Yeah, I think that's what I've been seeing too, which is pretty interesting. Is it going to be linear? Yeah, I think it's just hmm. going to be like a very open like. The the I think the environments will be more open just because you have a grappling hook, but like seems like it'll be a linear game. Hmm. You play as a character right. instead of role playing as someone. Big, really big into his robot arm. That's not a robot arm. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited about that. I think that I don't know how it'll pan out. I've already kind of heard that like you can't grapple onto anything, which is kind of a bummer, but. But it was kind of weird because, like, if I'm remembering correctly, he kind of like shot it off screen, and then just like wheeled himself onto uh, a roof. Like it seemed very much like it, it gives you a lot of a lot of movement, a yeah. lot of freedom of movement. Whereas yeah. in Ghost of Tsushima, like he was actively looking at something and grappling right. to it, and you had to like prep the grappling hook in I'm Tsushima. Kind right. of more psyched just for the grappling feature in Ghost of Tsushima, just because it looks like fun because it's more realistic. I think. And and just just because like video games don't really tackle 
what's a grappling hook? They're yeah. just like, the grappling hook, the line that takes you places. Yeah. I mean, that's basically what it is in Uncharted 4. Right. Because right. Nathan Jake will just jump off a cliff and then throw it midair, and then it cinches perfectly, and he just swings around a cliffside and lands safely <laughs> on the other side. Yeah. So uh, I'm interested in that aspect a lot. When, when people say grappling hook, they mean Spider-Man. Yeah, I was yeah. about to say. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. They want to Tobey Maguire their way to, to destinations, not worry about the physics of everything. You didn't even pick the good Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> You're not referring to Andrew Garfield, I hope. Of course I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm referring to my boy Tommy. Yeah, he's great. Is that the new one? Yeah. Tom yeah. Holland? Thomas Netherlands? <laughs> the, boy, the boy who speaks British but plays an American teenager very well. The guy who did a cover of Umbrella very well. Oh, I missed with that. makeup and everything. It was very, it was very nice. <laughs> All right. <laughs> His background's in like dance, so like boy can dance. So what are we thinking of that Spider-Man game anyway? I'm that excited. Looks neat too. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. It's Insomnia, right? Yes. Which what they do? What was their big thing before this? Because I always get, I'm like, oh, they're Horizon. I'm like, no, it's Gorilla. I feel Sunset Overdrive. Yeah, they did. They did do that, didn't they? Think. Really? Yeah. Because they're not they're not owned by Sony. Because uh, just do you remember party. Trey McNair? Yeah, yeah. He yeah. worked on that. So, he was yeah, a really. He he's was back a, there now. So he's, a, like, he's working on Spider Man now. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I I um I my he and I came in the same year together, but he was that kid in the class that everyone was just like, ah, oh, this guy's gonna get hired like sophomore like year. Yeah. He like already so was good. ready. Yeah. Yeah. He, his art was like pro level. Everyone else was just catching up, and like sure, sure enough, I think. He was a concept sophomore. artist or a uh, 3D modeler. Okay. Like hard body, um, hard, hard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> hard surface and, and, <laughs> and character. No, he's an environment artist. And now and he's a senior environment artist at Insomniac. Yeah. He nice. got like internship sophomore year and then yeah. just kept going back to Insomniac. And like now he's like a pretty high up there, like second year out of college. He's, he was fucking awesome. Uh, so still keep mildly in touch with him. Um, so listen, get ready for episode so, 158. <laughs> you, wanna, you want me to get with Trey McNair there, Dylan? Yeah, sure. you probably would. The SCAD alumni cast. <laughs> Part of the SCAD network of podcasts. Right. <laughs> Us, Sequel Lab. I don't know. Right. Probably There's like, two. Yeah. yeah. It's probably like a thousand podcasts in SCAD if you look hey, close it's a enough. network. Don't worry probably. about it. Probably. Yeah. We're building it. <laughs> So anyway, um, yeah, the Spider-Man game looks really great. Looks really good. I like yeah. his white accents on his costume. I yes, like, I like yes. his, his footies, his feeties. <laughs> that, that's the deal like, with his feeties. Uh, well, they look like sneakers, but they have like white soles, but they have like rubber treads on them. Oh, like okay. the design of Spider-Man, this one looks inspired. Yeah. It looks thought out. It's not like, just use the movie one. But you can also unlock like other movie costumes as well if you right. like. Or you get that punk Spider-Man. Oh, the punk Spider-Man. Yes. <laughs> Denim jacket and the mohawk. Yeah. I'm like, this is cool, but then like I'm gonna see this in cutscenes and just be like <laughs> kind of pulling me out. I'm gonna see it in cutscenes and be like, this is the greatest. This is the best. I liked um he got the shit kicked out of him at the end of that Dead. trailer. Though. And then we got like a teaser for the lead villain, which like no one fucking knows what that is. Shadow Man. I'm I'm Ash fingers dude. crossed it's Mysterio. Mm. Did you hear Mysterio? Jake Gyllenhaal might play Mysterio in the. I'm freaking out, man. Homecoming too. <laughs> it's been so long. I'm waiting years for my Mysterio movie. And your poster, freaking... get your poster on the ceiling, and it's Jake Gyllenhaal. No, it's a Jake like... Gyllenhaal like jarhead. <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal. The next to that is Mysterio. Like, like I'm gonna have my Donnie Darko poster up. 
And then I'm like right next to him to put like the Spider-Man Homecoming 2 poster. He's like, yes. This would be a good opportunity for some overacting from Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, that Spider-Man game looks good. Um, I was kind of interested in, in what didn't get shown at E3. Okay. That people that people were like, oh, that's going to be there. Um, so the list I have here is Borderlands 3. Don't give a shit. No, yeah. no. I've never played a Borderlands. No inkling of Borderlands 3. Uh, a new Splinter Cell. Oh, inklings in Borderlands seems natural. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're shooting uh, Handsome Jack. Yeah. Covering him in ink. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Splinter Cell. That I've actually Walmart never played Canada a link. No. Splinter Cell. Really? Yeah. I like Blacklist. That's okay. the only one I've played to completion. All right. Yeah, I should Splinter give one Splinter Cell 1 is very hard. There's a part where you infiltrate the CIA headquarters, and I'm like, oh, fuck. guess I'm done. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, that Final Fantasy VII remake. Oh nothing. yeah, that was interesting. That absolutely mm, nothing, <laughs> nothing at all. Yeah. Uh, Metroid Prime Four. That was disappointing. Which just a little bit. Just get it out of the way of Smash. Whatever. I was a bit value big. Animal well, we Crossing. got Ridley. So like, sure that sure. So <laughs> who needs Prime Four? Are you a big Animal Crossing fan? Yeah, I was pretty gutted when they didn't show us anything, but so, I expected that because of the mobile app. I'm like, it's going to be a couple of years. Sure. I, I, I did feel a little weird about everyone upset with Animal Crossing. Like, not because I didn't want Animal Crossing, but because, like, they haven't even mentioned the possibility of an Animal Crossing on Switch. I've also never played an Animal Crossing. Oh, okay. Ooh. So there's, like, no real attachment to that series. Well, that's I want so it. Good. Yeah. <laughs> New Leaf is pretty great. Did you see that fucking tweet I put out about? I don't know how I ended up here, but so I was like googling something about Animal Crossing, and the and the fandom wiki for Animal Crossing is called Nookiepedia. Yeah, because Tom Nook. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just like this. <laughs> this wasn't thought out well. Oh, and then the fucking Nookiepedia Twitter account <laughs> tweeted back at me, and they're like. It's perfectly innocent. There's nothing wrong about this. <laughs> and then attached to that was a picture of Tom Nook giving me the stink eye. <laughs> I'm like, who the fuck is running this account? <laughs> it has the time to like have their fucking Twitter alerts for every mention of Nookipedia and be like, that's oh, this guy's very, giving us that's shit. That's very on brand for Tom Nook. Though. That yeah. is, though, yeah. <laughs> right, ready to break my knees or Rossetti. Right. <laughs> Pissed off Rossetti. Rossetti just yells. Yeah. yeah. He's that physical. You pulled the cartridge out of your he just gets very heated. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but so no mention of that or the actual main series Pokemon game, <laughs> Val, the real yeah. one. <laughs> I didn't say it wasn't real. <laughs> <laughs> Not let's go. <laughs> yeah, so uh. no mention of that. And also, they didn't show that Yoshi game, which was playable last year. Yeah, that was <laughs> a little it was weird. playable on the floor last year. There's no mention Nothing. of it. It's gone. I hope they just never make another Pokemon and somebody's like, what's the deal? Why no more Pokemon? And they're like, oh, we already made all the Pokemon. We, p- we put all <laughs> those resources on Crackdown 3. Like, eight hundred, there are 887 Pokemon. That's how many Pokemon there are. What do you want us to <laughs> who, do? <laughs> who a Game Freak is working on Crackdown? I don't know. Who <laughs> is working on Crackdown, period? Just Terry Crews, alone by himself <laughs> in a dark room. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, man, this is going to be the best. <laughs> Muscles. <laughs> Terry Crews lightning fast uh, coding in Vim. They have, to, they have to start over because Terry Crews keeps going into their offices and breaking all the computers. <laughs> just running around shouting muscles and then Old Spice. Uh, smashing all the PCs. Terry Crews is I got, awesome. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm so psyched for that, actually. You guys should make a Brooklyn Nine-Nine video game instead. Oh, they <laughs> should, though. Uh, oh, Terry, they should. I, don't, I don't know about that. 
<laughs> and then he just rages out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, but yeah, so that's pretty much E3. Any any anything else that you guys felt very strongly about? You want to cover? Will I know there's something right there in the back of your head you need to talk about? It's left. It's gone. It, it left me. <laughs> um. Well, some of us have a lot of games they want to talk about. Yeah. I know. I have <laughs> way too many. <laughs> uh, yeah, so go for them, Will. Oh, okay. What games have you been playing? So, uh, you know, the Itch Summer Sale happened. It's still Not happening. Familiar. It was really great. Uh, <laughs> I picked up, like, a bunch of games. Uh, among them, uh, Fugle, F-U-G-L. Fugle. Fuggle. F- yep. Fuggle. That's definitely it. it. That's it. <laughs> Uh, I got uh, oh, what was what's the uh, space super sp- space something super star path super star path yeah what uh, is that what is Fugal okay yeah start. Let's, let's talk about the games uh, you played them right yeah well hold up all right I got that I got that I got blue revolver shipwreck long live the axe which way thumper Mu cartographer mid boss it's Mu cartographer <laughs> the Greek letter Mu ultra hat dimension okay normal. I think that's it. Probably some more. But I saw people very excited about OK Normal because it's like yeah. finally we're at the N64 PS1 stage of retro game development. Yeah. Like well, I mean, low I think poly in general checkerboards everywhere. Skip that. Yeah. Like, they're either making 16-bit games or like PlayStation 4 quality games. Sure. Maybe not quality, but. <laughs> or some just, as far, or just as far as how things are rendered. Or we're just waiting for nostalgia stuff. to catch up. They're, making, they're yep. making good low poly they're stuff, making, not bad low poly stuff. Mario right. 64 and Unreal Engine, basically, is what I'm saying. He <laughs> posed Mario. Yeah. Oh, gosh. But anyway, so I've played several of those. I played, uh, before that, I wow. played Overwhelm. Mm-hmm. The, Over- new, the new hit game from Untitled Publisher. Yeah. Uh, and that game is really fun. It's like a platformer horror game. I didn't know there was horror. Oh, man. It's so good. Because I was kind of like skeptical. I was like, uh, horror scary. in a platformer. Come yeah. on. Yeah. But I forgot how much like Metroid once scared me as a kid. Mm-hmm. But um, this does some of that. I mean, it has really good music by Rory O'Sullivan, I think. Rory something. What else has he done? Uh, I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Rory, for making such memorable music. <laughs> No, he did work on something else I played, and I thought that was cool, but I can't remember what it is because I have a bad memory. Um, but how's it? How's it play? Does it play well? Yeah, it plays really well. Uh, it's kind of tough for me because it's a WASD and mouse Amy shooty game. Is no controller support? I don't know. I haven't tried. Oh. But um, I don't think so. The the mouse aiming, I think, is yuck. A big part of it, but there <laughs> might be. But anyway, uh. So that's that just that genre of game is just tough for me just cuz like you have two like you have a moving object that's you and you're aiming. Yeah. Like if it, if you were static and aiming it's one thing but that's yeah. why I had a I had a problem kind of similar with uh Nuclear Throne. Yeah. I was like here. this and and they have a snap back with the reticle. Mm-hmm. So the reticle doesn't just stay where you last pointed it kind of like how uh Gungeon does. Right. So that's why I like Gungeon shooting much better because it'll kind of stay where it was. It Reticle always snaps back to center whenever you, you don't have your, your thumb on the stick. I'm just like, I don't know if I like this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I played some of that. 
Uh, it's super scary. I kind of want to talk about some of the stuff some in the it. jumps. Yeah, but I don't want to ruin it for anybody. Okay. <laughs> um, but, but I will there. say uh, it has like really great sound design. You have three lives to go through. It's sort of like a Metroidvania, but the area is kind of small. But there's five crystals spread throughout this area. Chaos emeralds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you have to get them. But once you, when you free a crystal, it turns into a boss. And then when you kill the boss, all of the enemies in the entire game gain a new ability. Oh. And so, like, you don't level up. The enemies level up. And it's, like, so terrifying. Hmm. Because, like, at first do I was like, just, like... Mutate? Like, do they, like, yeah, this yeah. guy's now flying yeah, or something? I think so. I, I've only been able to beat one boss. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like me and uh, um, Rogue Legacy. Yeah. So it's uh it's pretty tough. Like when I when I did it and I was just like, okay, they're gonna get a little tougher, whatever, that won't be too scary or whatever. Uh the mutation was like fast flying. And so some of the just like bat enemies laser beams. Not only are they like faster, but they're also just like <laughs> <laughs> and it's so scary. Do you play with headphones? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> good, good. Uh, so yeah, the the audio and it's just like super spooky. The your third life. Okay, so you die once and then like this like sort of like oppressive uh vignette thing starts happening and you're like, uh Oh, so it's about okay. a royale game. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then um the next time you die, the words just like last chance flash on the screen and there's like no music, it's just this like screeching. And uh, I think it gets pretty obnoxious, but it's like super puts you on. So edge. it's kind of like Thumper, where it's just like we're gonna overwhelm you, yeah, with mm. with stimulus, yeah, and it's and, gonna and, and there's not just so good stimulus. Like, I yeah. really want to talk about some of the clever stuff it does. Uh, I'll talk about one thing, okay? Uh, when you pick your spoiler, you can't pause by looking at the map, but you can pause the game, okay? Uh. And I'll get to some other stuff about that in a second. So have but, you ever n- looked at the map and looked back and you're dead? Yeah, pretty much. But when it's it's not really, I don't know if it gets like way more crowded later on, but it's not like super crowded and overwhelming. It's not like a crazy action game. It's more just like every encounter, you're just like really, really careful. But um, when you press pause, the game pauses. It's you know, it's kind of this like white, red, black kind of aesthetic, sort of like uh, Downwell. But yeah, I got big Downwell vibes. From there's this game. a lot of like in between colors, so like it's more uh, detailed. So shove it up your ass, moping. <laughs> but uh, take your Nintendo job and <laughs> shove it up your ass. Oh my god! But uh, when you press pause, it kind of darkens, and then okay, it's really hard to explain like the exactly what i got from this but like i was just going through i press pause and suddenly i see like three enemies around me and i'm flipping out because like i'm just bad at video games and so like (laughs) one enemy is just like okay we can do this (laughs) like two enemies it's like i'm gonna die and three enemies is just like uh (laughs) so i unpause and none of those enemies are there so when you pause, it'll just like show you enemies that aren't there. Great. Which like, <laughs> it's just this like cool horror thing where you're just like not thinking about it and whew, it just fucks with you. Wow. It's so good. You yeah. ever played the first Dead Space? A little bit. So you know, there, there are like scripted jump scares and that they're like run out of the vents or whatever when you right. walk a certain amount in a hallway. There And there's the uh, 
the crafting desks, right? So you get these nodes, mm -hmm. and there's like this tech tree kind of thing where you can socket the nodes into your suit or your guns or whatever and upgrade them. There's one scripted jump scare where once you exit a workbench, there's literally just a guy staying behind there. So it's just the, the regular <laughs> animation of like, like the table folding up. I mean, like Isaac Clark just stands there and there's just, there's no sound for a second. And this guy just shows up. He's like, hey, what's up? And then, <laughs> <"Wah!"> <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. I remember that bit. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Some good moments there. Yeah. I'd like, I knew it was coming, but you don't know where it is, like which bench. Mm hmm. So it just comes up and you're like, fuck me. <laughs> There's also like the fact that throughout like the first, I don't know, two thirds of the game, elevators are considered safe spaces. And then they throw one enemy at you in an elevator one time. And then for the rest of the game, you're on edge. Like, is that going to happen again? And it never happens again. Like, <laughs> Remember when Dead Space was good? Yeah. Re remember when Visceral <laughs> still existed? Two was okay. No, I think two, I think people really like, I never played and two. Like once two, people talked about the fucking needle in the eye at the beginning of two, I was like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> two, two's definitely pretty good, and then three was just like it's a, I, mic it's a microtransaction fest, isn't it? Yeah, I stopped like one level in. Just, like, this isn't fun. But they gave him a voice. Or did. didn't he have a voice in two? Well, yeah, he's he talks in two, but not as much. In three, it's just like a full it's probably like, movie. Fuck me, fuck me, that thing's going in my eye. Fuck me. <laughs> <Yeah>. Ow. <laughs> Strangely silent for that bit. It's actually yeah, works out pretty well. I, I like. I like the first two Dead Space games a lot. They're pretty good. I can never beat the first one. Okay. Once you get to the point where it's the invincible monster that regenerates that's chasing you, I'm like, I'm done. That's such oh, a classic no, that's exactly horror trope. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're, I'm done with this. But yeah. Overwhelm, really good. Are and you, uh, you keep playing it. Oh yeah. And similar to Celeste, another very tough 2D platformer. Right. Uh, it has like an assist mode. With like oh, cool. a bunch of different options to make it like Turn easier. Off enemies. Cool. Yeah. So I tried. I tried like I played with it a little bit because like it's definitely too hard for me. Uh, and like Celeste is like Celeste is really difficult, but it's, there's no tension in Celeste aside from just like the natural tension of the gameplay, which they do extremely well. But it's not just like oh monsters. It's just <laughs> like okay, I, I got to get through this tough part and it's tension. But um. I, I've when I play Celeste, I've played it a little bit at a friend's house. Got through level two, not bad. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I want to play Celeste without any of the assist mode stuff, just because I think that's right. fun. Right. But with this, I have to do stuff because it's too spooky, yeah. and I just don't have I, my heart's not good enough to <laughs> play through that. <laughs> whole game. Yeah, that pacemaker. So like, yeah. I played with it, just like made everything super easy and i was like yeah this is like way too easy mm -hmm. um so basically like what i'm rolling with now is just like some aim assist mm. which is like oh perfecto how much uh screen shake can you adjust the screen recall, shake i mean it's very like there's always like the the areas are very lively like sometimes they're like super quiet and like the audio stops and it's really spooky sometimes there's just like strong wind and there's all these like particles and it's like I don't know. We need more screen shake sliders and we need more um, dithering sliders like in Fight Night. We can crank up that dithering <laughs> so it's just like static on a TV screen. <laughs> yeah, there's if there is a lot of screen shake, it's like pretty subtle. Mm. Like it's not like, whoa! <laughs> it's just like a nice little bump or something. Right. What is it? The FOV slider zero to total biscuits <laughs> zero to cynical yeah. yeah and there should be one that's like for screen shake zero to Vlambeer. yeah yes um that's cool uh and what's fugal like fugal fuggle 
Mm, Fergal. <laughs> Fergie of the Black Peas is a game <laughs> in which you play a, a bird thing and you just fly around. <laughs> okay. And like that's it. So like it generates a landscape flying simulator. It's sort of like yeah, sort of kind of, not maybe. Uh, put words in my mouth. <laughs> it's like the the worlds that it generates are like voxel arty. The voxels aren't like Minecraft like meter high things. They're more like maybe six inches of block, um, and they're like single colored. They're not textured. Six inches of hard surfaces. <laughs> yeah, and you f- just fly around. And it's super gorgeous and it's just like mesmerizing. And like for the first time in a long time, I wasn't just like imagining how the sausage gets made. You know what I mean? You're just enjoying it. Yeah. Because like enjoying that sausage. I don't know anything about like procedural generation or like voxels or like how voxel animations happen. And so like I'm so far removed from like everything this game is doing. I'm just like. I don't care. I'm just having fun. What's that one game, that indie game that's a uh, pixel art style that's like every pixel is physically generated? Oh. What's the name of it? I don't know the name, but I know what you're talking mm-hmm. about. I saw the trailer and was like, that's very cool. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. like the sand game, browser game. Right. It is yeah. a lot like sand game. Yeah. But yeah, so, um, you know, I'm flying around and it's super fun. Your bird sort of like morph- morphs into like other Murph. animals that you're around. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it's just like so peaceful. And the audio is like also really good. It sounds kind of like generative, but I'm not really sure. Like it could be or could not be. I'm excited. But um, Anymore. it was really cool because like, you know, you're flying around and you're just like in Minecraft, you're like on the ground and you're like, this mountain over here is a landmark. I'm going to build a house. That's my landmark. I'm going to make sure I put down torches. And so you're like very like oriented to the landscape. You know what I mean? And in this, you're just like flying through it and you're always like turning and like, you know, for a while I would just go straight just because it felt natural to And then I would start turning and then I'm just like going in circles and flying through stuff. And there's just like no real landmarks, I guess. I mean, for when I'm playing, except for when I realized that like for a while I was just like, this is crazy. This is like generating this like infinite scroll, like scrolling landscape. Uh, but the landscape it generates is like actually really small. Like you go through it in like 15 or 30 seconds. Um, like I just noticed because I would go up a mountain then I would like, I really liked going like straight down the side of a mountain and then I would end up in this swamp area and then I'd find a little thing to go through and then I'd go up a mountain and then I would go down the mountain and end up in a swamp area and find a little nook to go through. And I just did that like three times and I was like, wait a second, this is like super tiny but this is after like 20 minutes of playing the game. So the like takeaway is just that the way that you play it, you experience this landscape that's actually pretty small in so many different like nuanced ways that it doesn't feel like you're just like looping back through this tiny world. Mm-hmm. Kind of like finished. Odyssey, Mario Odyssey. Like those levels are relatively small, right. but they're very dense. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought this game was 2D. And it didn't like lock into my head. I was like, wait a second. How is he doing all this stuff? If it's just 2D. And then I looked at a screenshot. I was like, oh, no, that's a yeah, definitely a behind the back 3D. Uh, that's cool. It's procedurally generated. Yeah. And you can like watch it procedurally generate the world, which is pretty fun. 
It like has a loading bar and the camera sort of like switches scenes. Let's all do proc jam, guys. I'm so bad at that. <laughs> is there like a, is there like a, a an algorithm? Is there like I was never taught anything about procedural generation in school, so I don't know if there's like best practices for proc gen. Neither was I. I I think that was just like a learn on your own time kind of thing. If you wanted to do that, you need to, you, get, you start with a seed. You plant the seed. That's where I like. I'm. I can do math dot random all day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just make tile sets. When I'm like, oh, what's a seed? Nope. Yeah, oh. it's. I, I don't. I don't think I can do proc jam. <laughs> I'd be. I'd be curious. Um, I'll just do the proc gen and then we'll we'll do all the gameplay and game feel and done. We did. We we did some procedural generation for one of our global games. Um, the one with the bat. So we procedurally yeah, yeah. generated the the cave, the cave, and where the the endpoint spawned. It's kind of cool. It took forever for those Unity levels to load. It like <laughs> hung for like twenty seconds. We're like, all right, oh, geez. Then it would spawn the next one. I've uh, done a few like procedural level stuff, but like it was never really it never felt great. Mm-hmm. Some dungeon stuff, some cave stuff. Need some need to work on that game feel. I know. Val, you've been playing anything? Yeah, I've been a bad gamer lately, so I haven't been playing very much because I've been too busy making games. But um, we need a bad gamer soundbite. <laughs> <laughs> bad gamer. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but recently I picked up um, Wizard of Legend. I don't know if you guys have played it, but it's uh, spell slinging roguelite kind of. I did look up yours. Yeah, I looked. Oh, up, okay. I think I looked up some screenshots of that one, and I was like, "This looks familiar." Looks pretty cool. Yeah, it got a pretty wide release. It's on like PS4, Xbox, Switch, PC. Um, but what you say? Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, but is it coming to Switch? <laughs> but is it on Switch? Yeah, is it coming to the Switch? Um, so it's more of like an action skill based sort of game. I'm trying to find something to like draw me out of the clutches of Binding of Isaac, which I think I've played every week since it released. <laughs> and wow. Yeah, probably. Um, so Rebirth I'm trying to find new games. Huh? Oh, well, yeah, what's, obviously what's your... I progressed. Yeah. With the new, what's your flavor? Yeah, definitely Rebirth. Afterbirth, I guess, but not Afterbirth Plus. I just kind of opted out of the most recent stuff. I don't know what these mean. I know Binding of Isaac. Oh, the they made Isaac. plenty of the, different versions of this game with like okay. DLC and expansions yeah. and, and Edmund McMullen knows how to crank the, the Binding of Isaac money wheel. I think, and he's also apparently... <laughs> Some of them just, were free though, I think. He, he teased the most recent one looks like a first person version that he's making with his wife and some fans. I'd play that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Giant pellets shooting out. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, Wizard of Legend. Yeah, Wizard of Legend. So you... It's like very... It's a dungeon crawler. You have like the shop, you have gems, you have gold, like pretty much any other sort of similarly flavored uh, roguelite. But you have to do a lot of dashing around. So there, the stages have lots of pits you can fall into as well as lots of enemies. So I always felt like, I don't know, I feel like at the skill level... Um, was really hard for me to get into. Like I was just constantly being like punished for not clicking at the right time. <laughs> but... Um, I enjoyed it, but it feels very samey kind of all the way through. So I don't know if I'll stick with it. But at one point, the frame rate just kept dropping. This is like a 2D pixel game. So I don't know. And it's so based on the timing because you have to like move at exactly the right frame a lot of the times to get out of the way and not get one shot. And then the frame rate drops and then it's just like your run is over. What are you you playing on? PC. Okay. Hmm. It was interesting, but uh, it's like it's almost good. (laughs) It's kind of how I feel about it. 
Um, but it's your traditional top-down hack and slash. Yeah, it's RPG more of a beat em up. Yeah, player. it's kind of a beat em up. You get tons of enemies, and you gotta like zoom around really fast. And there's a boss on every floor, and then a main boss every three floors. But I don't know. It just felt very punishing to me in a way that's not fun. So I don't know, kind of how I feel about it. Um, what you played something else, didn't you? you yeah, Tangle Deep, which is another kind of roguelike. Uh, so this is your this is your wheelhouse. Yeah, like I said, I'm trying to free myself from the binding of Isaac. I've been bound to Isaac, and it's just not working for me. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Tangle Deep is big fun. Nod, I haven't, big nod to that. Yeah, I haven't gotten too far into it yet, but it's more like a combination turn based kind of RPG flavored dungeon crawler. Uh, and you can play different game modes. There's like a permadeath mode, a not permadeath mode, a like super ultra rogue mode. I don't know. Um, but it's almost like it's turn-based, tile-based until you're like within range of an enemy. And then all of your attacks happen like at the same time. So it becomes like action when you're close to an enemy. But That's um, interesting. it's very strange. You imagine so. it'd be the reverse. Yeah, you would think so. It reminds me kind of... Um, what was that game Loot Rascals that came out last year? If anyone played that. For a second, I thought you said Loot Rascals. I'm like, yeah, oh, no, let's talk Rousers. about Loot Rascals. Sorry, it's not like Loot Rascals, but it, Loot Rascals, which Loot is Rascals. a game that That got, sounds vaguely familiar, yeah. Yeah, it was like a flash in the pan 2017. But um, yeah, you get a lot of different, like it's like a job system. So every time you play, you get like different classes and different jobs and you just kind of keep stacking your abilities and stuff like an RPG character, but uh -huh. really fast. So. Kind of interesting. Have you played uh, Enter the Gungeon? Yeah. Okay. I was trying to suggest other games, other mm -hmm. roguelike games to free you from <laughs> the bonds of Isaac. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, you probably pr played Rogue Legacy too. Yeah. Yeah. The I'm, other one that kind of got me was Necrodancer. That one okay. got me for a long time. I have that. Moen really likes yeah. that game. Yeah. I haven't yeah, played it that just, game yet. It has such a good action loop. Like, I can't stop playing it. I'm really compulsive. And so every once in a while, I just pull it back out and I just binge it for a while. Do you have a Switch? No, not yet. Okay. Because that won't help. Soon. With no. <laughs> the kinds of games you like. <laughs> like, oh, I have a spare five minutes. Don't even need to boot up the PC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I played a lot of Gungeon that way. Um. Yeah, I'm very picky with roguelikes, personally. Like, yeah. they, they, there, there are ones like, nope, too hard, or nope, like, too yeah. unforgiving. Uh huh. Um, what's your so? What's your flavor there? Is there any like, oh, it has to have RPG mechanics, or it has to? Yeah, I don't know. I think like what you're saying before about like mouse and keyboard aiming, where like you're moving and you have to shoot stuff. Like, it worked for me with um. You mentioned it earlier. I totally just blanked on the name. Um, nuclear throne yeah nuclear throne works for me there but pretty much any other game like that i struggle with the hand-eye coordination and i feel like i can't keep track of both things at the same time right and that was kind of my problem with wizard of legend too it's like they want you to do things with one hand a lot like you're moving with like WASD and then also doing stuff with like the space bar and then like other things on that half of the keyboard and it just was not working for me so things that have too many moving parts not very right. Not very into it. Mouse Isaac's and keyboard like people. much easier for me because it's just direction and direction and it's just, I don't know, just right. easier for me. <laughs> I think I'm just tired of like 2D roguelikes, top yeah. down or side scroller. Like I like Gungeon, mm -hmm. but other than that, I'm just like, I really try and go out of my way to find ones that are more like first person, third person. Like I really like Necropolis and mm -hmm. I think I've talked about Eldritch being probably my favorite roguelike mm -hmm. ever. Have you played Delve? Yes, I love Delve. That's really cool. Yeah. 
It's first person. Yeah, but like with a pixely art style, like it looks, it looks like Doom. Okay, okay. It's like cute Doom. So kind of like right. Devil Daggers, maybe. Well, Cuter. Devil Daggers is. I mean, like I know a low, it's not cute, but it's like Devil Daggers is like a low poly. It's got models. Yeah, but the, all the textures are like pixel art, aren't they? Sure. Yeah. Oh, so you mean like straight up like two D sprite rotates with the camera position? Exactly. I saw one roguelike fps like that but it was all like draw it did not look good but it was all like <laughs> kind of really bad drawings of stuff it was like on a space station or something you were fighting aliens burrito galaxy no wait burrito galaxy that's not what burrito galaxy is is that what it, it was <laughs> are you thinking of um because this is one that i've been looking for or, or at least i been like watching the devs um it's like punchy night or 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 punch night oh that was fight night Fest. fight night yeah. Yeah. that's it we were literally <laughs> talking about fight night like 20 minutes ago Wait, mm. you blank out? Yeah, I, when I talked have. about dithering shaders. Dithering oh. sliders. I'm sorry. Yes, Fight Night is you very off. good. <laughs> Wait, did you play it at PAX? Uh, no, I didn't get a chance to. Okay, They're, Those devs are really nice. They're okay. at MAGFest too. Oh, cool. Yeah, then I'll have to try it out there. Real Galaxy. MAGFest is February, right? No, January. January. It's usually in January. Burrito it kind of looks like this, actually. Burrito Galaxy started off as like a roguelite burrito eating sim nice <laughs> but like this this stuff kind of looks intentionally kind of bad yeah, yeah yeah like it's kind of rick and morty-esque yeah oh yeah this other ones just look bad uh, oh it's just bad art did anyone bring up the rick and morty trailer during your e3 discussions i think we kind of breezed by it really mm -hmm. not because no one was interested but like we were running along i i gotta talk for like one minute about how bad that was oh you didn't like it oh, was it called like rover saves the universe it was an awful awful trailer i mean it was just justin roiland's shtick right like it's the yeah, same yeah like, maybe gonna it's talk gonna just keep talking run on sentences like and, and we're gonna find the joke there's a fair chance that maybe it's just wearing on me but i also think that's probably the week like because normally I, I think that makes me laugh like I, he's pretty good at it yeah i didn't mind that trailer but in that one trailer, it was just like, this is awful. Like, awful. I don't want to sit through this. And was then, it like, for a Rick and Morty game or something? Well, or? it's Justin Roiland, the co-creator. He's making yeah, yeah. a game. Is it a VR game? No, this one. No, wait, maybe it is. Most of them are. I thought yeah. that he yeah. was working. It's right. called Trover Saves the Universe or something. Mm. And like the most of the trailer is just him sitting is in a... Is a guy that's like this? Yeah. Like, yeah. Hey, we're going to talk about it. He's, he's just like he's, sitting in a bathtub. Yeah, he's bathtub guy. He's and, talking about how he's in a bathtub. Like every other word is, I'm a bathtub guy. Like ends every sentence. Yeah. And sentence but that is that. literally it's his not, humor. It's not every single no. joke that he made. This this one is is just like, ju this one looks like someone. You are now realizing why I hate those, um, was it uh, uh, multi-dimensional TV episodes? Because that's the joke. Of every skit in those I episodes. I feel like I'm answering my eyes, Larry. We're blah 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 blah, and like that's the fucking joke. But I feel <laughs> like every other. I feel like this was someone who watched those episodes and then tried to write how Justin Roiland talks. Because in those, like I don't know, he'll say I'm answering my eyes, Johnson, once, and then everything off of that is just like playing off of that name. But it's not like repeating the name over and over again. <laughs> And then it's just, also for like five yeah. seconds. I think that that's too. the only way that works. Period. But right. I'm kind of with you too. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. I I I don't I don't disagree. But yeah. Anyway, I thought it was. Bad. Either way, accounting looks great. <laughs> yes, accounting, accounting looks, looks awesome. hilarious. Um, where were we? Yes. Roguelites, Roguelites. video games, yeah. Rick and Morty, Rick and Morty. Uh. Uh. We can backpedal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Magfest, Pax East. Uh, yeah. 
Man, um, every time I go over to the Lambier booth, I feel super bad because all they have is just Kiosk playing Nuclear Throne. And I'm just like, man, what if these were just playing Luftrausers instead? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I should get one Luftrausers for every... One Gun Gods. Gun Gods is first person. Super Crate Box. Give me a Super Crate Box booth. I love Super Crate Box. That's a good game. Super Crate Box. Uh, good. Yeah. So... What else have you been playing, Alex? What have I been playing? <laughs> Since its initial debut on this podcast, um, I have now officially played three sessions oh. of Kingdom Death Monster. Oh. It's so good. How much money have you dropped total? Still the same amount of money as last Which time. Which was how much again? 700 or so. <laughs> On one game, Val. Oh, no. <laughs> but it's a board game full of pretty plastic miniatures. Did you say and... Star Citizen? <laughs> no, no it's just, not that well. That's just for his insurance for Kingdom <laughs> Death Monster. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I've finally gotten a chance to, like, pull some friends together and sit down and play some Kingdom Death. And and it's awesome. I thought we were going to play Mario Kart. <laughs> and then they hear the door lock. <laughs> oh, my God. Lights dim. <laughs> It's uh it's I, I think what makes it work so well is it's so hard to capture the nature of D and D, which is, you know, like like you're not really supposed to win D and D, you're not supposed to get through it um with like a goal in mind. Well I feel like the nature of D and D is I hate my DM and I hate all these fuckers <laughs> I'm playing with. And Tyler, why aren't you just fucking attacking the dude instead of <laughs> casting fog? <laughs> All right, so D and D is you know it, its goal is to create stories. Yeah, you know you want to build a conversation, a connection with all the people that you're playing with. But I've, part of what like the D and D for D and D, the only way to make that work is to have a human running it behind the entire game. You know, you yep. can't have mm-hmm. a robot do that. You can't have a preconditioned set of rules yet. Yet. Wait for Elon Musk's <laughs> D&D campaign. D&D robot. Yeah. He's working on it. Um, but Kingdom Death Monster captures the essence of that. Captures the, the moment-to-moment storytelling um, within its universal boundaries, but still allows players to experience having stories by the end of it that are on par with some of my favorite D&D ones. Like, for instance, we started we started tracking this one monster just to, like, get into it. And this is all within the confine of the game's rules. Oh, look. This Alex's isn't just, Kingdom like, Death Monster campaign was a Monster Hunter game. <laughs> so we're tracking this monster through, so, like, several different maps. And so, we fought it a little bit, and then it left. Did I not, last time I brought the rule book, like, mention how it's definitely, like, some Monster Hunter and some Civilization and some Dark Souls, like, all kind of in a pot. Anyway. Because it is that, for okay. sure. Um, there is, yeah, there's some monster hunting. There's there's a phase where you're tracking it, like you're going through a series of cards that you draw at random to like determine events that are sort of on the way of your party uh, finding the encounter before beginning the actual fight. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things on this encounter is we discover a pile of lion dung, lion being one of the monsters that we're tracking. Like a real lion? It's a, it, they're, they're white and L-Y-O-N. Uh, they are white lions with strangely human hands and they can sort of speak. Cool. Yeah. Um, like a sphinx. Yeah. They're, they're weirdly creepy. Um, so let's see, where was I going? You found its poop. Yeah, we found its poop. 
Um, oh the, shit! The one person who stumbled upon the poop because it's like everyone in the in a in a turn basically Does someone like draws literally a card. draw the poop card. Yeah. So someone draw like you found <laughs> the lion's crap, and then like it gave him the option. It was like here are, here is what you can do with it. You can eat like, it. Eat ignore- it. Come on. <laughs> really? You can you can ignore it. You can pick it up or you can eat it. And that guy, that my friend was immediately just like, "Oh, I'm eating it for sure." <laughs> yeah, that's poop. And then like, so if you eat it, you have to like scroll to this part in the rule book that's like you roll on a table. There's all sorts of fucking tables. That's like half the rule book. And then like he he rolled for eating the poop. And got like a par- his roll was um I bet I bet the table was ecstatic. Like, roll eat the poop. Roll eat the poop. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> Getting ahead of me here. He 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 rolls and it's um like nothing really happens, but everyone watches in disgust and you earn the, the nickname Scatman and you have to officially And you have to officially replace your name on your on your card with <laughs> Scatman. <laughs> uh, and then we got into the fight with the lion and it was just like it, it's it's such a great comedy of errors when it all comes down to it because like so many bad things can happen on top of like actual triumphs. So um what was it? The first thing that happened was one of my buddies like decides to get in his face and try and act as a, as a distraction, which is not a good idea when all you're wearing is like a loincloth and all you're carrying is a rock. So uh, lion cloth, lion cloth, yeah, lion cloth, yeah. <laughs> the lion grabs him, drags him to like people. the edge of the map where we basically spend the rest of the game running to catch up to him. We're like hearing his screams off to the side, and and like he's getting like mauled to death. By the time we get there, like we're 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 so fucking angry at this lion. It's like already killed our our one pal. Um, what was it? Uh, I don't remember much of the details between then and the end. But the last two moves on the on the lion where uh, my fiance's character bit its foot off. Uh, just like somehow got it on the ground and like got its got her teeth around its ankle and and bit his foot clean off. And then my friend Zane punched it so hard in the nuts it died. <laughs> Good lion strats. I'll keep that in mind when I go on safari. <laughs> I got this. So, like, Kingdom we'll dope this lion. So, Kingdom Death's strengths are total are are in all of its systems revolving around creating good stories, as well as just being generally fun to play in the moment as well. I think as a board game, it transcends a lot of what other board games try to do. Does the rule set? kind of prohibit or limit players trying to do their own thing because that's the stuff that i would always run in well let me clarify so the stuff i would always run in when i play in a like a D campaign was tyler just constantly playing casting fog right for no good reason instead of like just attacking the dude or i've had people be like oh we could uh, we could engage this scenario rather traditionally or I'm going to do some really stupid shit and make some convoluted, complicated scheme that's you know, going to cause the DM to have to look up all these rules and see how it fits into you know, the clockwork mechanism of, of the game. Right. Does, does Kingdom Death Monster kind of help shave some of that off? 
it really is like a more streamlined D&D because okay. it's sort of like here is your settlement phase and here are your steps in the settlement phase that you can do. Here is your hunt phase and here are the steps that you do during the hunt. And in those, it's kind of just like this is this is all that you do. Um, there isn't really like much room for socializing. There isn't really much room for, say, um, trying to do things that don't really make any sense. Right. Like you can, but there's no reason to and and well okay sorry that's a bad way to put it like i don't know i, I think once you're in combat your only action your only options are to move or do an action mm. like those are your two things when your turn comes around that's what you do right um and actions can consist of you know your basic attacking it can also be if you have say like a harp item then you can try and play the harp but all of it has something beneficial it's not all dumb, like you just throw a smoke bomb or something, and you know. Which I, I mean, I'm I'm okay with that. Like I'm okay with the freedom that D and D provides. It's right. just people when you get a, people who try and, of that freedom. Right. It's nothing like that. I don't. I don't think you're going to run into people taking advantage of the freedom. I am excited for that uh, other rule set quest. Have you seen that Kickstarter rule set quest? No. I no, it's called that. Quest, but like oh. it's, it's it's a tabletop rule set, oh, okay. kind of like D and D, but it's super simplified. Um, one of the editors at The Verge is oh. like the guy making it. Interesting. Like the, okay. the the book looks cool, and I think it's only one book for all the rule sets and stuff. I don't know. Seems interesting. Okay. Um, I would like to play a tabletop game where we all play the goddamn tabletop game <laughs> and okay. not all try to do our own goddamn thing. So yeah, I still think maybe an RVA game jams uh, Kingdom Death Night will is in the cards. So you guys can try it and get lots of different opinions because I'm sure it's got room for, for more opinions, but right now I love it. My favorite board game. Um, oh, we got opinions. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll bring you opinions. Oh, I know. You guys are all about that. Um, let's see. Agony is bad. Let's just start. Agony is bad. Agony is the name of the game. Sequel and it to is... our episode, Hell is Cool. <laughs> agony is bad. But Agony is not a great interpretation of hell. Which one's Agony again? Oh, it's this. It's like the super misogynistic. Yeah, with the vagina apples. That oh, on top okay, of yeah. everything yeah. else. Yeah, I so like that didn't even occur to me because I I don't think I even got as far as the vagina apples and like I, I know. You know, if you say it with with while you're holding your tongue, uh, it sounds like you say vagina assholes. Anyways, agony. <laughs> <laughs> so the only thing I knew about this game is that you said you had played it. Yes. And then I read that Waypoint and article on it about like how gross and terrible. So like, it was it's... interesting. Let me just preface this by saying there was like a period in, I want to say mid-2016, where two sort of hell-themed horror games were announced around like the same exact period of time. It was very weird because people were getting them confused. Agony was the more stricter horror survival, definitely set in hell kind of thing. Definitely hell. Definitely hell. Definitely hell. The idea is you are actually a lost soul trapped in hell trying to get out. Um, so is this, is this like Dante, like, you know, Dante's Inferno interpretation of hell? Is this like... It's definitely... Constantine hell. I think it's like 90s comic book nerd. A little spawn hell. So closer to Dante's Inferno, but with like lots of sort with, of with vagina apples but with vagina apples i mean That's it's sort the of lust level it plays up the sexuality aspect a lot because um the person you're supposed to see that is able to get you out of hell like your whole goal in the game the, the, the entire MacGuffin is some succubus witch 
who who lives at the top of this mountain. Is she hot? Yeah, she's like naked most of the time <laughs> when you see her in cutscenes. So I don't know. She's a freaking demon. It wasn't really. I was working. <laughs> that was just a, that was <laughs> Alex is trying so hard to sidestep. Obviously, she was hot. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yes, she's a attractive. <laughs> well, I respect all women's beauty. Yeah. In fact, all human beings. It wasn't oh, a trap, my dude. He didn't make the game. It's fine. <laughs> uh, but it's just like it's really muddy. All of the visuals are not great. Um, they they definitely try to like tack in as much foliage as possible to keep you disoriented. But it just works the opposite way and makes it not fun to navigate at all uh you get lost a lot level design was not their strong suit and maybe that was the intention you just keep getting lost until you take enough chip damage from little hazards and enemies that you die um but i mean it's just that's not very fun uh on top of like it's a first person shooter what is it first person survival horror okay so you don't really have any combat options oh so Um, it's kind of like amnesia-esque a little bit yeah okay Um, closet a hell closet how you die is interesting, but it doesn't really make very good use of it for the most part. Um, so when you die, since you're technically a spirit, like you leave the body that you were in, and then you have to go find another. Um, but if there aren't any within like a set distance, then it warps you back to a checkpoint. Um, and so you do like this this traveling thing where you get back to another body, and it's supposed to like give you maybe another lay of the land type thing. But it just like it, it goes so fast and in such a blur that you don't even recognize quite where you went to this new body, and it just again serves to disorient you more. So on top of being kind of a, a gross game with like a gross worldview, it's it's just structurally not a, a bad game. It's just not a good game. Yeah, um, the scares are not they're they're kind of jumpy, and it's like ah, I mean, really, it's just a lot of shock value. Which wears really thin after like the fourth time you got lost in this burl maze, you know, and and so I don't know. I don't have too much else to say on it other than I don't think it's worth anyone's time playing Agony. Don't what, look it up. What was the other hell game on? So yeah, I was actually going to take a sec though, and actually, uh, what I have seen so Dude. far, this <laughs> this one isn't out yet, but uh, Scorn is still looking really really good, and looks like it has an actual art direction and an actual like its horror isn't based on jumps and and shock value but more just like a general unease a kind of creepiness um it looks like a sort of hr geiger world it's a s-c-o-r-n-e um and, oh and the most recent trailer they released does show that it has uh shooter elements so it is like some way to fight back but it is largely kind of this creepy fleshy weird when alien fights, world you fight back <laughs> but not like shooter you're a god but shooter is in like this is your last resort i like it um what they've shown like the the gun is essentially like some living thing that you're like sort of pulling pieces apart uh, in and out of to like it shows him like like tearing it apart and like blood's coming out and like inserting a new piece to make it a shotgun or something it was cool um freaky cool good stuff kind of what i like um i thought you were saying freaky was the name of another game no, I'm like these are just game titles, man. These are buzzwords for Scorn. Got Look it. up Scorn. Looks good. Uh, totally but you haven't played it yet. Haven't has not out yet. Right. Um, totally Checking for the show notes. Just right. <laughs> uh, totally accurate battlegrounds. I didn't play it. <laughs> you got to when play it was free. It. Did I mean, you get it? No, I didn't get it. Oh well, now it's only five bucks. Well, so I, it's still yeah. Doable. I'm not. That's not a big deal. I just I you were like get it, and I'm like all right, and I hate. What Steam does, you can't just go online and click 
buy free, right? It's like mm-hmm. you have to install it for oh, it to count. Yeah. And I was like, I'll do this later. And then I forgot. And I was like, oh. You missed out. Shucks. So I love Totally Accurate Battlegrounds. So it's just a comedic battle, battle royale? Yeah, but better than that kitchen cuisine royale thing that came out recently. I think Totally Accurate Battlegrounds is more committed to its joke. Okay. Um, so what's the joke? That it's like PUBG, but like everything's wacky and physics-based. Like there is no... So like normally, you know, when you play a shooter... It's a capsule moves forward. You add value to it, and then you play an animation to look like you're walking. Yeah, totally accurate backgrounds is, is is like entirely physics based. So your character is actually like moving his legs around. and like flopping and dragging himself along the the floor, which allows for some really slick movement options. Like you can kind of wiggle yourself into really tight holes. Uh, <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I didn't say anything. Yeah, you like, said it. There's like... Yeah. <laughs> Dylan was giving me the eyes. <laughs> there's like there's like nooks and crannies in between rocks that you can sort of get your physics body to sort of... English muffins. <laughs> you can sort of get your character's little physics body to sort of wiggle into and, 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 and in and out of. So how does this affect the awesome. shooting? You're so, like whipping your arm around. It's like noodling about. Yeah, so the shooting is like straight up again, like all of all of everything shares the same physics animations. So when you aim down sights, your character is literally physically pulling the gun in front of them, and then you're like, <laughs> you know, their hands wobbly, and like in accordance with like the mouse shake, and then like the 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 aim down sights is just like what's physically on top of the gun, so it's right. wobbling around. <laughs> right. So there's an iron sight that you can't use. Oh God. No, I absolutely have to play this. Now. Yeah, it's it's freaking amazing. It sounds like they, Trespasser, that Jurassic Park game. Yeah, it's a bit like that. Um, but like, again, done to be more comical and like not serious at all. It sounds like if Octodad was a shooter. Yeah. Sounds like Gang Beast to me. Yeah. yeah. It's like <laughs> it's like Human Fall Flat or Gang's Beast meets PUBG. Gang's Beasts. Gang, yeah. Gang's Beasts. Is that what I said? Beasts. Gang Beasts. Gang Beasts. Yeah. Um, what else? There's some other great points that I want to make. Oh, uh, like firing a double barrel. Like, a lot more powerful weapons have lots of kickback to them. I was going to ask, yeah, like, how does the force yeah. of the weapon fire affect? So firing at the ground with, say, a minigun yep. literally lifts you yes. into the air. Yes, <laughs> this is this is what I wanted. <laughs> this is perfect. Uh, like, like who even needs it? Even has vehicles, but who needs it if you find a minigun? You're just like, <laughs> um, uh, similar deal. I love that uh, at any point with any gun you are carrying, you may press G to enter gangster mode, which means you're now holding the gun <laughs> sideways, and your character starts beatboxing. <laughs> And I think you shoot faster, but it's like way more inaccurate. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yeah, there's joke weapons like. Um, is there a dildo sword? There is no dildo sword, uh, but you can get you can get a banana costume. You can get. Uh, it's like the version of a ghillie suit in that game. Sort of. <laughs> I really hope there's like a field of just bananas. <laughs> yeah. You just lie down in. Um, I lo- like all of their map areas too are just like some of them are just normal like oh this is a factory oh there's some fields with some some houses and then there's one that's just like I think it's just labeled on the map as fuck it and it was just like a bunch of house models all clipping into yeah. one another <laughs> <laughs> and, like, <laughs> there's one upside down so all yeah. the geometry is upside okay um, <laughs> yep it's it's amazing I, I, this joke is already way better than the Devolver Digital press conference. Oh, Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think, like, 
I don't know. I, I've played Fortnite. I've even played like a little bit of PUBG, and I just was kind of like, I don't know. I don't think Battle Royale games are for me for the most part. Mm-hmm. But Toyaku Battlegrounds, I will play that all the time because it's not one that you... It's sort of... I feel like the ones that take themselves fairly seriously run into the gamut that... I mean, I, I sort of agree with Tyler that it's a lot like gambling. You know, where you land and the drops that there are, you never really have stellar odds at winning but it can be so sufficiently dropped or, or, or raised just based on where you landed so and what spot. So, and your complaint is like that that player skill is less of a Player skill outcome. is a factor, but not as big of one as I would like it to be. Okay. So this version of a Battle Royale where it's all just like up in the air and they just don't give a shit and no one who's playing gives a shit is just like, this is the best. This is what I want from it. Mm. So I don't know. I throw that out there. Totally acrobatograms. I need I need to check it out. At five bucks, yeah. Who thought? At five bucks, yeah. I wonder if it's on sale. <laughs> Steam sale. Yeah. Should check that out. Battle PUBG's on sale for like the first time ever. Oh, neat. <laughs> Pick up some PUBG. Right. PUBG's not free. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a vent pass now. Wait. Isn't it a mod? <laughs> the the, the oh legality God. stuff. I want to take a take a sidebar here and talk let's talk about let's talk about legal questions in the games industry all right because so you know pubg corp has that suit against epic which you know we can talk about the legality of that and but also they announced this event pass which is just whatever the Fortnite battle pass is called i think it's battle pass Mm -hmm. uh which i don't know what it does it's like you know an extra subscription or something you get perks or whatever i don't know and they just were like Fortnite copied us so we're gonna copy this microtransaction you know thing that they have while also actively in a lawsuit with them <laughs> so that whole thing's fucked yeah but this bethesda thing holy shit that's very much a bethesda really should sue yeah. kind of thing do you yeah. see this will do you see this just Val? very briefly yeah just a little bit so they are in a suit with warner brothers because there's a Westworld mobile game that's basically just fallout shelter that's like okay, you can't you can't sue over a game that like looks and plays like your game. No, it's the same game, down to really? it's the same developer, and it's like part of the source code, if not all of the source code, is in this game. And the way they realize that this is the funniest thing is that it has the same exact bugs as Fallout <laughs> Shelter. <laughs> no, it, actually, even better. It was one specific bug that they found. That Fallout Shelter had patched out months ago. Right. Yeah. So it's like, oh, maybe Bethesda games are just buggy as like some yeah. sort of deep lace DRM. Yeah. Todd Howard's just like, haha, <laughs> you said I was a fool. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah. That said, Fallout 3, I've been playing that on PC, like crashes once every. <laughs> 60th door I walk through. <laughs> so this is why I never got into the Fallout games. <laughs> Fallout 4 is like pretty bulletproof. Fallout 4 actually ran pretty okay. I actually, I really want to play New Vegas because everyone says if you don't like Fallout, you'll like New Vegas. But like it crashes all the fucking time too. So I'm just like... Not as much here. as 3. Probably not, not as much as not 3. As much I've been so. meaning to go back and try and give it like a like a better try. Um, also, but yeah. Fallout 3 on PC will not launch... Because it tries to connect to the Games for Windows live servers. Oh, no. Which don't exist anymore. So you have to install some tool that mimics. I don't know what it does. I don't know if like when the call goes out for the Games for Windows live query, like it just cuts it off at the pass or it pretends to emulate that and just says, yes, 
Games for Windows Live is working fine. Please run the game. <laughs> Ugh, that's funny. Um, Fall 3 is still good, though. So. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, what else? What else? What else? I definitely have like two on here I might skip, but I have had a Hitman on here for like three yeah, podcasts now. For, and for a while. Got a chance to talk about it. I haven't played enough of it to get a great impression, but what I have played I really, really like. It's just a very deep immersive sim. And, and a very tough one, too. Is it accurate to call it for, uh, an immersive sim if it's not first person? <laughs> it's a very good point. If there aren't obvious Bioshock references to it, it's, got... it's an immersive sim light. Can I, <laughs> can, can I, is there a Atlas, person named Atlas I can kill? All right. Major joke. How about Shogun? <laughs> Shodan. Shodan. All right? It's got a D. <laughs> Jesus. God, D. <laughs> Jif. All right. So, Hitman's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you excited for two? Yeah, actually. After I play this one, I got to play more of this one, though. And right now, the problem is I'm really bad at Hitman. Really? <laughs> um, what yeah. Did you, wait, wait, you try to go guns a-blazing? No. Okay. I just, I try and find, like, the most creative, clever, sneaky ways. Because they, they really reward that. And I want to find, like, the cool, clever ways they have set up. Like, yeah. what, what are the neat options here? Um, the first mission that like I got through the tutorial just fine, but then as soon as they drop into the mission, it's like a whole nother ball game. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, like there's crowds everywhere, so everything you do is seen by someone, um, and so you have to be like extra careful that like what you do is not suspicious. So many things you can do are suspicious, like like they they catch on to like the tiniest shit and it and it. Almost feels unfair at times, but at other times I'm just like, all right, this is the game. I just gotta learn how to play it. Um, I I think I won the first mission on a fluke, because like, I there it's it's got two targets, and one of them uh, I found out like, okay, I can find Joe Pesci and Gary Busey. <laughs> I I can find uh, this recipe for a cocktail that one of them really likes and put rat poison in it. And so I'm just like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do that then. So I dress up as a waiter. I knock out a waiter. I have to do that first and have to make sure I don't get caught doing that. Uh, throw the waiter into like a casket or something. Uh, find the recipe. Um, and, and dressing up like a waiter so I can walk around the kitchen without being like, hey, who are you? Um, find the recipe. Then like go back up to the bar area. Start making it. Wait for the bad guy to come around, which takes a little while. Um, oh, I have to like... For some reason, this didn't count. I thought putting the rat poison into the martini was going to make everyone go like, oh, what'd you just do? But it didn't, so whatever. Uh, he takes it. He goes it's to absent. This happens all the time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I've been um, bars. <laughs> so there's poisons that kill in Hitman, but I haven't unlocked any of those. So right now, all rat poison does is make them throw up. So you basically get a chance to find them in the bathroom alone is what that does. Yeah. Imagine this dude <laughs> just got poisoned, and then he goes to vomit his his stomach out, and then this guy just grot wires him. So that essentially is what happened. But I thought it was really funny. I, I swear this is not how this should. This is not like how this should have worked. Sometimes it feels like the NPCs are like at a hundred percent, hundred and ten percent level of vigilance, and then like the guy goes to the bathroom, but he's constantly followed by his bodyguard. So his bodyguard is standing right outside the bathroom door. I just kind of like walk in front of the bodyguard and then do a U-turn right behind him and go into the bathroom. And I'm like, 
Okay. And then like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. vision cone is facing forward. Right. I guess so. <laughs> and then I I knock him. I kill the guy, my target, who was vomiting over the toilet, but. Drowning him, of course, because if he's sitting over a toilet, why waste the grot wire, you know? Uh, so then stash body into... Uh, just, <laughs> in toilet. In, <laughs> into wardrobe. So this is what I really do like about Hitman is it's got the same level of unintentional comedy that Deus Ex brings. Yeah. We're just like, when you fuck up, everything's great. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, like running around the building. <laughs> <laughs> Um, throwing fire extinguishers at so I knock the guy I I kill him kill the target put the body in the stash and then I like don his suit (laughs) cause why wouldn't you yeah Yeah. sure (laughs) Uh, and then like loot his stuff he's got a phone on him which has like an emergency signal button so I'm like oh that's interesting Uh, and then so like the bodyguard apparently hears what happens and then comes in the bathroom and he's like everything alright and he sees me in the suit. <laughs> and he's like, everything okay, boss? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I'm just kind of, and, and I think he sees me, and then I'm, I like panic, because he hasn't said anything yet. I'm pretty sure he like grows suspicious just like staring there. Like the longer he looks at me, the more he realizes I'm not his boss. <laughs> and so I start like, not, like punching him, knocking him out. And of course that makes noise. So that starts drawing attention as well. So like I stuffed the the body card body into the same closet that was in the bathroom where his <laughs> boss's body is. Cut to twenty minutes later, <laughs> custodian opening up the closet and twenty bodies fall out. <laughs> Walk out of the bathroom and then so like I find the phone. I'm like, all right, so what does this do? I might as well try it. You know, I'm already this far. I've gotten farther at this point than I have yet, and it's like the third time playing right. this level. Uh huh. I hit the panic button. All of a sudden, there's like alarms going off in the whole building. Like flashing red lights, intercom goes on, and, and it's like, please escort. And it's like their code names, like Falcon and the Eagle to the safe rooms. And then um, I'm like, my like my target is on my radar. So I see my target moving. I'm like, oh, geez, I better follow him. Follow all of the guards and the third target, like in dressed up as the boss. Right. Yep. <laughs> to their safe room. They get her into the safe room. When the boss shave his head. <laughs> They get her into the safe room and I follow up behind them and I'm just kind of standing there in the safe room with her and then they're like, okay, everything's clear. All the guards leave the room and I'm just left in there with the other target and then they close the door behind them and I'm just like, that that, that easy? <laughs> cool. And so I just like drop a chandelier on her and bail through the window. And like <laughs> And so that's how I completed the first level after three-ish, like, you know, these are long levels. It can take like 15, 20 minutes. So like a full hour of Hitman was to beat that one level. And this is what, Sapienza? It's the first one. It's the the French um, um, fashion show. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know there was like a safe room in that. Yeah. There's a whole safe room option. And so, yeah, I'm still working. Is that the one with Helmut Kruger? Isn't he there? Yes. Yeah. so the second one is Sapienza. I'm currently working on that. I'm thinking I'm on like my fourth try because uh, I keep getting caught and destroyed immediately. Uh, I actually, so I did actually hit a bug uh, one time around. I dressed up like the therapist, got into the mansion okay, and then uh, waited in the room for the client to show up. But instead of waiting in the room, I waited in the balcony outside the room. And I think he came in the room and thought I wasn't there because I wasn't like in the right 
you know, target box or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was just like, oh, he's not here, and then left, and then I couldn't do the whole therapist. Uh, couldn't get my therapy. Yeah, couldn't, couldn't, couldn't really role, needed it today. Couldn't do the role play murder. That would have been a little more effective. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ended up trying something else and got caught doing that and like shot and killed. So, so Hitman, good game. Hitman's really funny. Yes, <laughs> I really enjoy just that level of of sort of unintentional comedy that those kinds of immersive sims can bring. Cool. And it, uh, yeah. So I am looking forward to the second if I can ever freaking beat the first. <laughs> When's that coming out? Do you know? Is that coming uh, out? Geez, I don't know. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and uh, skip over two of these. Wait, but a timer? A timer? Huh? Uh, huh? Time. Right. Well, <laughs> I saved this one for... I'm, I was going to save this one for last because it's probably my favorite thing I've played in a while. Uh, Dusk. It's not Wobble on. Sorry. Wobble what Ob- the fuck, Alex? <laughs> Wobble Ob's really good. <laughs> you should look for it when it finally <sighs> hits Play Store and and in three at, years. <laughs> and, <laughs> it's on itch right now, so you can try it out. It's great. It's not on itch. It's also oh, it's on, a secret. It's on Leaf Leaf What's the Pico site? That version's on itch. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> it's good. It's better. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Wobble Ob is pretty awesome. Um yeah, and I'm going to play a little bit more of Lego Marvel too before I jump into that one. But Dusk mm-hmm. is like everything I've wanted from a retro shooter in a while. I was so I liked Strafe, but I was disappointed that Strafe was a roguelike because <laughs> I feel like those kind of games work best. Did you hear that, Val? Did you hear that? Yeah. All right. <laughs> it wasn't Some bullshit. I do enjoy playing Strife. I still pick it up every now and then. Right. But I think like those kinds of games work best with linear levels that are well designed to elicit lots of, you know, different emotions. Um and I think Dusk so far has perfectly exemplified that that I wanted out of Strafe. So many great moments in these levels. So many wonderful set pieces that you like run right into and then they just kind of like shake you and then and then i don't know i don't know how to like describe the no yeah i i think by way of example one of my favorite bits was like i had gotten i had been searching forever for this one key to a door in strafe and when i finally got it i was like oh yes yes like running towards my next goal in this in this map and then they trick you you use the key and then a big pit like opens up beneath you and you like fall for a good uh like couple seconds before landing in these caves underground and like the rest of the level is this vast network of underground cave systems like you were thinking like oh you're just heading to another warehouse and then boom and it's all the spectacle is there i think straight uh dusk survives so much on this rule of cool throughout all of it as well that it would suffer if like it didn't have these great moments to play off of as well um for starters, it's just a very standard quake movement system with just like an inhuman running speed that gets amplified if you're running diagonally because of course, um, and if you like bunny hopping the whole way, like you can really learn to abuse it, but it's it's just right off the bat feels fun just to move. And then I have to mention this. There is no reloading. It's either automatic or non-existent. So pressing the R key just does like a weapon flourish makes a fart sound <laughs> <laughs> like uh like you you flip the shotguns like by their levers um like the super shotgun you do like a horizontal twirl um 
Like it just it does like a like the weapon spin or like do a quick little animation, and it all just works to make you feel cool. Like I'm a I've played lots of FPSs. I'm so used to reloading after a kill, you know, just to be like ready for the next one. So just like you know, getting frags and then just immediately like doing like a weapon flourish and then like pop bots and bouncing hopping around. It feels great. It feels awesome. They mm. they really know how to like put a sense of power and character into a player without even adding that much. And I the between that, the levels, um, the sort of retro aesthetic, which may not be for everybody, but I think if you liked playing Quake, if you like playing Doom, so far this is the best retro shooter resurgence that I have played so yeah, far. Yeah, you really had a bounty of retro shooters that you've just been They're all about. They're coming up. I'm, coming up, Alex. <laughs> yeah, so there's this one. New Bloods has a medieval, which I need to get. Mm-hmm. Um, Unfortunate Spaceman, which is their, uh, another one that's coming up. Like Medieval's an early access. Spaceman's not even out yet. Ion Maiden, I think, is out. So I actually need to get that now. There's there's so much. But even like, you take it back a year or two, like you need Strafe or, or Strafe. Yeah, like I didn't remember anything or else but Strafe. Strafe. I think Strafe probably started, well didn't start i'm sure they had the ideas before strafe right. came out but like strafe was as far as i know the first to sort of kick off this movement and then i've been just like riding the wave ever since this is everything that i want well i look forward to hearing more yeah I look forward to telling you it's not going on the game of the year list i don't know if it's a game <laughs> in the year game. i don't know i still stand really? by that like you sound very hot on it all right just a everything second i've ever wanted but Hang it's on. not my game of the it's year just, <laughs> it's okay <laughs> Right. I just didn't know that I wanted something so bad. <laughs> it turns out I have garbage. If something taste. fulfills I, me in every possible way, it can't be the best game. Here, here here's my <laughs> method. There, I think if Sonic, if we said Sonic can't be a game of the year, then I don't think Dusk has any right. Son- we didn't say that. Who well, said that? Well, because Sonic Mania was like, it's a good Sonic game, but it's just a Sonic game. Like we've had those. Uh, you know, and like. I Dusk think, is a great, great Quake game. Yeah, but it's not like Quake Mania. It's not, you, you know what I mean? Like they didn't make. I guess. And, okay, but even so then, I mean, I like the the group's argument against. I was all for having Sonic. Yeah, Mania I don't think on that any list. of us put Sonic Mania. On no, you did. You did. I did. Yeah, yeah. but then you were. All, <laughs> but you're. <laughs> see exactly. I think that was more Will being like. Eh. Okay. Well, I mean, maybe I will fight for it. But then again, the the Will's year. always kind of like. Eh. Yeah about all games the other thing about it is um i'd like to see it finished before game of the year because currently they've only got up to episode two and then there's the multiplayer which is just deathmatch um which i haven't played any of yet i've just been getting through the story because it's really fun i still need to loan you gears of war gears of war god of war yeah, are you done with that? Nope, haven't touched it since we last talked about it. Come on, man. <laughs> I'm going to tell you about Mario Tennis Aces. All right. It's so great. There's so much depth. <laughs> yeah? I've only been playing Waluigi. <laughs> <laughs> but I hear Rosalina's pretty good. She's tricky. Yeah. And Chain Chomp is there, which is... There's the... really nothing more I can say about Mario Tennis Aces, because okay. it's literally like... <laughs> like, I started playing the adventure mode, like which is like, kind of plays... Like, it's like, a, there's like overworld map, and you play different against different people and i'm like eh, gonna go play online multiplayer tournament this is where the action is mm-hmm. and like the first day it came out friday and i played some of it on friday like friday morning and there were people already like stomping me <laughs> and and you get points every time you play a match like mm-hmm. even if you lose you get some points not a lot yeah 
and it takes a while. Like I've been playing, I don't know, for like hour and a half, two hours, maybe a little bit more. A match can range anywhere from like five to ten to twenty minutes. I have like eight hundred rank points or whatever. There are people with like ten thousand. It came out yesterday. <laughs> so That sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm number first. I mean I'm number first. I'm number one. Waluigi, I'll, number one. Number first. <laughs> um, on my uh, my friends list because no one else is playing it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. First think, place is still first place. Yeah. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I think I am going to get it eventually. It's fun. It's really fun. Look, I've never actually bought a Mario sports game just because I haven't really felt much of a need. But I don't know. The urge to play it, Dennis. seem like babies games to me. <laughs> they seem like fun, but I'm just not a big sports guy. But the urge to play Chain Chomp in a tennis match is there. That's it? That's your hook? It's big. Can it's I just say, urge. any game with a paddle is just <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, in that case, let's talk about Wobblob. Let's talk about Wobblob, Will. Tell, yeah. me about, tell me about Wobblob. Wobblob is a game about hitting your head against the wall. <laughs> Do that every day. Yeah, metaphorically and literally. You know what I just realized you need to add to it? Like a like a ragdoll stick body coming off the... <laughs> that bouncing off. Cute. Yeah. yeah, you need a mode that's just that. <laughs> uh, so Wobble like, Lob is Will's game that he's working on. Yeah. It's like one player Pong. Mm-hmm. It's Pong Breakout-esque, right? I can I can tell you the entire story of development. Give it lay, it, lay it on me. Uh, so I basically, I wanted to learn Pico 8. So I tried out a Pico 8 tutorial, mm-hmm. which was essentially one player pong where you hit the ball, it hits the ceiling and comes back and you have to hit it. Um, and it was just like, it was, it was just like a super simple tutorial. It's fun to do. Um, and then when and I was, was like, let's amp it up. Yeah. When I was done, I was just like, oh, I'm going to add some shadows. I'm going to add a little bit of juice. And I was like, you know, this game, like, I feel like there's something to pong, you know, I'm a, I have some experience in uh, <laughs> Pong mechanics. I was 60 years old when Pong was. <laughs> uh, and uh, I was like, you know, it'd be more fun to keep this just ball in the air. So I just added gravity to the ball. And I was like, that's kind of fun, but like, it's not really that fun. But I noticed just while playing it that like, it was fun if I just made it harder for myself by whacking the ball really hard. Mm-hmm. And when it did that, it would bounce off the walls. And I had already added some juice so that every time it bounced off something, it would like kind of flash. Yeah, it like expands a little bit yeah. and shrinks back down. So uh, Got that squash and stretch. So mm-hmm. I was just like, man, it's actually kind of fun when I'm hitting it off these walls. So I basically made it so that you got po- more points by hitting it off the walls. It causes a multiplier. Yeah, the original version is very like old school arcade. You get three lives. Uh, There's a cherry. Yeah, you get a point for just keeping the ball in the air anyway, or like 10 points or something. It's mm-hmm. great. It's like you get a lot of points. Um, yeah, a cherry floats by, and if you hit the cherry, you get another life. And then... The cherry comes down and picks up your paddle, and then you got yeah. to hit the cherry. <laughs> with. And then more recently, I was just like, yeah, I feel like uh, I want to make Wobble Ob again, like not in Pico 8. So I just started making it. And then I sort of made it so that it was less arcadey and more phone gamey. So like you don't have lives, you don't have uh, complex multipliers or anything like that. Uh, You don't get any points for not hitting the walls. So you get one point for hitting a wall once per like ball up in the air. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you only get points if the ball hits the paddle after hitting a wall. 
Like, so if you hit the ball really hard and it hits the wall and then it falls, you don't get any points. You only get points by the ball returning to the paddle. But, you know, if you hit the ball against the wall once, you get one point. If you hit two walls, you get uh, 10. So it's like a times 10. And you hit a third time, you get times 100. So it's just this little game. This is goofy. <laughs> it's going, going, going on sale music. soon. Yeah. So, like, um, I'm developing it for mobile first. I mean, it's a mobile first game. Right. Uh, I might release it on PC first. Sounds weird, but like mobile first just means that I'm developing it for mobile and there's also a PC version. But I might release it on PC first because I'm using, uh, you know, all these hacks libraries. You know, I use use Hacks Flixel, which is based on like Flixel, which is an old Flash library. Um, Here, there's OpenFL support for Switch now. So when can we expect the Switch port? Uh, I don't know if it would work that well on Switch. I think it would work great on Switch. I mean, Switch, I know I know this because I'm also one, but Switch owners just think everything will work on Switch. Yep. And that is true to a degree. <laughs> but, um... You see the Donkey Kong? You rotate your, your, your Switch. Doesn't seem any usability problems there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's, you know, with all the built-in, you can easily click in the, the Joy-Cons into your Switch when it's portrait-oriented. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. But, yeah, so... Uh, you know, all these libraries, somebody went through and made all these like ad mob extensions for hacks like three years ago with just the intention that it's just like, we just need something. And then they never really updated them. And then like all this, like the European privacy stuff really right broke everything. Broke so GDPR, I have to either like develop these out myself or wait for somebody to update them for a proper cell phone version. So which way are you going? You're going to wait? Are you taking, gonna... taking a week off. <laughs> <laughs> it's your problem now, boys. Yeah. Yeah. So if the PC version comes out first, it's just because I'm getting too antsy about actually getting it out. I like playing it on a keyboard more than touchscreen, but also I don't really like playing games on phone. So yeah, that's just me. Yeah. I think if you get used to the phone, the phone's better because you can sort of like, well, no, no, no. On a keyboard, it's actually the same. I was thinking the thing I like about my the, custom arcade controller mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is a little bit different. What I like about the new version over the Pico 8 version, which is why I've spent more time with, is that the paddle tilts oh, yeah, in the yeah. direction you go. So yeah. it gives it like a little bit more, it's a little easier to like catch the ball when it's right. coming from a certain direction. Yeah. Programmatically, yeah. it's not doing anything. Oh, really? But just visually, it does that. Yeah. I noticed also when I added that into redshift, blue shift, that it was just way easier to catch balls. I think that's just a. You need to visualize yeah. Yeah. the direction it's headed. That's cool. I like it. Thanks. I'm looking forward. Like the logo. It's a good logo. Thanks. Wob good wob. animations. Good juice. Wobblob. Yeah. We need a theme sad. song. Wobblob. I kept it on my phone, so. Wobblob. High <laughs> <I> praise. <So. laughs> I don't need to delete it just yet. <laughs> uh, but when, when this new Florence and the Machine album comes out, <laughs> it's gone. Val, have you been working on anything that you're allowed to talk about? I know some <laughs> of your stuff. Yeah, uh, I'm working on a game right now. I'm doing characters for it. Um, but the game itself is by it's Team Dogpit. No, it's not. Actually, it's Wobblob 2. Uh, ah. Shit! <laughs> <laughs> we figured out all the monetization already, so yeah, we're good yeah. to go. Yeah. We pretty much perfected the original. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Custom uh, uh, cosmetics. Oh, yeah. Your I mean, paddle. That would be the ultimate. 
<laughs> yeah, so it's free to play, uh, pay to win. But anyway, <laughs> so I'm working on uh, Red Star Azimuth right now, which is a project by Team Dogpit. Basically, it's a solo dev, and she makes most of it herself because she's crazy and amazing. But Ooh. she... Um, it's like way in development right now, but she describes it as a first-person puzzle game, like The Witness, Talos Principle, something like that, with a vaporwave aesthetic, and it follows a Soviet cosmonaut from the 60s as they try to undo a tragedy by hacking reality as if it were computer memory. Whoa. I think it started off as a VN, like a Soviet VN that was like a parody, and then it morphed into this. Um, so it's pretty wild, but um, she posts a lot of her development stuff on her Twitter, which is, I think it's just at Team Dog Pit. Um, so it's got like, it's really heavily narrative based um, with these kind of interesting puzzles that kind of teach you a bit about how computers store memory and stuff like that. It's oh, based cool. on that, but gamified. Right. Uh, yeah, it's really interesting. It's pretty off the wall, I think, in terms of most of the projects I've worked on, but um, it's been fun to kind of dig into that so the art styles still kind of settling in I think but all the characters that I've done for it are kind of she gave me drawings and she's like make these models look just like the drawing so they've got the <laughs> outlines and kind of like the cell shading um yeah so that's what I've been working on I guess <laughs> so I, I googled the name of the game mm -hmm. and went to images and I guess this is like an astronomical oh, no. phenomenon or something because it's all just diagrams oh, of that's not the game <laughs> no yeah i know it's not because yeah. i saw i saw a thumbnail for, for a video but i didn't know this was like a thing yeah no i don't know too much about that but <laughs> i just know about this game but yeah basically it's like a bunch of time traveling or time timeline hopping soviet cosmonauts and there's like i don't know it's just like an interesting story in multiple timelines universes and, sort and of deal uh, it's a puzzle game. That's like the main thing. So I think it's like narrative plus puzzles are the main parts of the game. She's finishing her vertical slice right now to kind of get the basics out there. But yeah. Where's she based? Austin. Austin. Game Mecca. Or <laughs> one of them. <laughs> um, that's cool. Do you like do you like working on that? Yeah, it's been fun. Uh, yeah, it's been interesting. It's a Unity game, so I've been able to kind of dig in and play with some shader stuff a little bit. Okay, um, cool. Since it's like heavily stylized stuff, right? But... I saw a lot of like scan line. Yeah, stuff she's on doing it. like a old kind of like a what did she say? It was like the '60s in the '80s. <laughs> kind of is the aesthetic. Nice. Okay, um, '80s they're played yeah. out. That retrofuturism, we're done there. We gotta, yeah. we gotta bring it back more. Yeah, but she's like constantly plugging away on this game. It's like every day I go on Twitter and it looks completely different. <laughs> so, yeah, it's really cool. So. How long how long have you been working on the project? Uh, since I think March is when she first approached me about it. So I've been doing kind of characters every month. I usually finish a few. So Do you um, it's been. have a lot of shader experience? A little bit. It's something I want to get into more. She's okay. kind of taken the reins because she's the one who does like she gotcha. works on the build. I just kind of test stuff. But um yeah, so I don't know. I want to get into it more because most of my 3D work is um, stylized stuff. I really love the space of like 2D and 3D sort of coming together. Uh, colorful things and painterly things. That's kind of more my jam, not yeah. the photorealism or whatever. Mm -hmm. So Did you come to a jam and jam. Yeah, oh, I yeah. want to. For this sure. hasn't been one. <laughs> well, uh, when is the next one? Uh, it's August. in August. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I hope I'm still here. Okay. Little, 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 oh, you planning on moving? Maybe to Austin. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right. We'll see. Maybe well, not by shucks. August, though. Yeah. Mm. We'll see. <laughs> well, your tenure at RVA Game Jams was 
well received, if not <laughs> yeah, <laughs> short lived. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I'll probably still be here in August, though. Yeah, Will won't cry just yet about <laughs> losing another talented. <laughs> oh no, developer. it's too late. Uh, it's like with Sam. We're just like, oh, Sam's gone. Oh, it's, it's not gonna be long till Ruthie's gone. I'm sure. Yeah, another year, and then she's she's gonna fly the coop. We're getting bigger though. We're growing. We're getting more people. And at the same time, constricting. Yeah, except for the ones who are leaving. Right. Yeah. We should ignore them. Ignore them. It's fine. It's fine. There's no attrition. It's fine. <laughs> All right, Alex. Let's talk about Woodsy. Oh, yeah. Because we have not talked about Ooh. Woodsy. Wait, so we haven't talked about Woodsy at all? We might have mentioned it briefly. Okay. Um, I think we've mentioned it in your absence. Things have happened. So it's blown up. Woodsy somehow became my most popular creation ever. Right. Well, you have mentioned that you've paid, uh, a, paid a, a bill with, <laughs> with Woodsy. Yeah. Yeah, I think I did that. Yes. Yeah. Wow. A um, dream. Right, yeah. So <laughs> Woodsy is currently set on H.io as being a pay what you want game. Yet, so I always assumed like yeah, I'm making I'm, millions. I'm just not going to make anything off of it. Right. <laughs> but then I think total revenue just like peaked over a hundred bucks this week. Like right. it, it, it happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's been getting uh, a lot of attention. Uh, some press, some uh, let's plays. Some let's plays by people who are mel- more well known. Some than Some pretty others. big let's plays. Yeah, when yeah. when you get uh-huh. that Markiplier royalty, uh, <laughs> <laughs> man. Oh, I should ask him about that. No. <laughs> I'm not like even on speaking terms. In fact, I don't even think he like he does. <laughs> We've had what a did falling you do out. To him? <laughs> We've had a falling out. You should I, copyright <laughs> claim that video. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> oh, take that shit down. Oh, oh man. Um, I, I think he just doesn't do social media very much. From what I've heard, he's kind right. of a private person outside of his videos. That's uh, probably for the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, given how YouTubers tend to tend to go. Because I did um send I did ping him on Twitter. I was just like, Thanks for Let's Play and like heard nothing, you know. So it, it and it did like look like his Twitter was last updated maybe a month ago. And and it's just sort of sparse and few and far between, which I'm not upset about. Right. Uh, but it's just like that was the biggest peak that we got, which I thought was interesting. Um, Even more than the PC Gamer one. PC Gamer was a was a massive peak. That was like the first 50 bucks. And then Markiplier sort of brought in another 40-ish. Um, not as many purchases, but more, like way more downloads, way more views. Um, definitely a lot of people who really wanted to to try it. YouTube, and then, YouTube watchers don't pay for games. Yeah, that's, that's sort of what I figured. Um, it make, kind of makes sense, but I mean, attention is attention. And like I said, it brought me my first ever piece of fan art ever. Yeah, oh. that was interesting. I've never gotten that before. It was just like, holy crap. Yeah, someone <laughs> someone drew a character from Woodsy and and like even gave him a little, the little party hat, which I was, oh. it was the best. So Woodsy 2. Uh, so, yeah. In pre-production. Did I you think- print it out and like sit there like, how do I file this? My fan art folder is all my fan art that I'd created. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I might actually frame it if if I can it was a good. It was, a good, it was pretty. Good fan art. Yeah. I didn't know who the character um, was, so I was like, yeah, it looks cool. Did you not? I haven't played it yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I realized um, in saying that, I kind of like showed my cards. I was like, oh, I haven't played Woodsy yet. And uh, okay. I watched like three minutes of the Markiplier video. It was okay. Pretty much well, every... I, le- I, no, I watched like 30 seconds. Of, I like skipped to that point. 
And I was like, oh, he's looking at the tombstones. Oh, like there's a tombstone for every person that worked on the game. That's cool. And I closed out of the yeah. video. And then Henry. He, he read aloud Ward video game. Yeah. Henry from Pixel Fest came up to me. We had like an event the other day. And he's like, hey, sell the Ward game shout out on the Markiplier video. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I thought it was especially funny that, that I don't think Moment was there for most of that Ludum Dare 41, was he? Um, I I definitely was not there for most. You weren't of it. there. Uh, I think he showed up on Sunday. He was there like only on Sunday, right? Because I mean, he was upset that he didn't get a tombstone, and I kind of felt bad. Like I should have tried to get everybody, but damn, Alex. Damn. Yeah, I, well, I thought it was just the people that worked on the game, and I was like, yeah, it's fine. That's no. I gave Will one, and I gave you one. Um, we're special. Look at us. Yeah, <laughs> look at us. And I was asking for about- someone to sit in your living room. Every other week and record something. I think I threw out there on the Slack because we were still on Slack at the time. Um, It was just like, does anyone else want a tombstone? I didn't think I got any responses. I remember that. Um, So I just kind of left it as like a like a you can't read what's on this one or something. Um, Here lies Link. (laughs) uh, Jeez. Um, So yeah, large large spike in fandom, and yeah, what you just mentioned, Woodsy too. uh, I did actually. I did actually like right out to to Mina. I was like, "This is getting kind of hot. Do you think maybe we sh- could talk about that?" And she was like, "All for it." So maybe we will Ooh. consider a more expanded version, full Ooh. release. Yeah, could be fifty dollar cool. purchase. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was talking with my mother about it because I thought the real charm of like like. My mom, my mom does a lot of really good like rubber ducky programming for me. She doesn't really understand a lot of what I talk about, but she'll listen and then like provide ideas where she thinks they might be applicable, sure. which is nice. Um, so I threw out like, I don't know how to make a full version of Woodsy because I think the core concept runs stale kind of quick. Like if you're just constantly Horror seeing- Horror-based adventure game. That's friendly right. in the end. And I think like this moment, like you sort of settle in, you're not really getting scared anymore. And so she had this idea of like, well, why don't you make it like different vignettes? Like have like maybe maybe make it like sort of Nog esque, where there's like different areas with their own characters and their mm-hmm. own little scares, and like maybe that will keep it fresh, so that you're not just in one big area. So that is one idea I'm knocking around. You can um, make it so like after an hour or so of like Animal Crossing like play, suddenly it is a horror game. That would be interesting. Changing seasons, like maybe it occurs over a span of time. Like right, right. There needs to be. I'm, I would feel like there has to be, because there's no like. I mean, where's the Animal Crossing part coming to play in that game? The the sort of I think the conversations and the random errands they have you run because okay. like you're it's the main quest is you're trying to get um, I'm blanking on his name. I'm terrible. Wow, my own character. <laughs> wow, the skel the skeletons lost his legs. Right. And he's like, yeah, felt me fire my bones. And so you're like, <laughs> and we, oh, now you need VO. Definitely. And so bring in more Animal Crossing, go to a market, you know, and you're buying all this like horror themed furniture for your house. <laughs> Hell bells. Yeah. And I then, think, yeah. And then after like you collect so much, it like suddenly opens like a hell portal. I think, and yeah. And then it's a shooter. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely think it like more Animal Crossing elements, like having a home that you're furnishing, um, having people come over to like visit and hang out, uh, is is required. But like, I I think the creep factor is important as well. Sure. Like, I got to make sure that it's still scary after so long, and that's really hard because fear is like only temporary. People get used to stuff real quick, 
Alien Isolation does a really great job, but definitely like at the later half of the game, you know, like every time you see an alien, you're just like, I'm just going to run right at it with the flamethrower, you know? You're, you're fine. Um, so, Same I, with Bioshock yeah. and Splices. Exactly, yeah. So I think that is the one trick that I'm trying to think through. But at the moment, I, I think the possibility of a Woodsy 2 is in the cards. Cool. Mm. Not as much up in the air as we thought. And and we'll see where it takes us. Who is the other person that helped? Uh, Ninja Ropes. Ninja Ropes. Ben. Ben Rubian. Uh, yeah, he made the sound, so I'd love to talk to him and get him back. He's a little quiet, though. I saw him at the game jam, and he was quiet at the game jam. And then he sort of came back to see all the previews, but like he doesn't really chime in much. Mm. Yeah, I try and I try and like include him on stuff though. So hopefully he'll see it and we'll get to talking. Yeah, and we'll just drop him. Get a new guy. I don't want to do that. His sounds are great. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, like him a lot. What? Uh, oh, and just one more quick thing I was going to mention. I cannot stop coming up with weapon concepts for Playground. So that's currently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you put like over sixty weapons. Yeah, I think the spreadsheets now. I think I'm gonna. I. I it's it's nearing sixty, and I think I really got a hard cap it at sixty. Currently, my trend is like six weapons per map, and that allows me the room to make ten maps. Okay, and that's like perfect number. But is it all physics based? Can I shoot the, no, the minigun into into the sky? <laughs> I wish. You do sixty four and eight and eight. Oh yeah, that's well, that's a little dense for each map. I don't. Know. I'll, I'll I'll think on that. Not a bad idea. He's not as big of a fan as base two. It seems. No, not as well. Cool. The fuck is math even? <laughs> the fuck is math? It's like alphabet, but with numbers. <laughs> Made no sense. <laughs> it's like writing with numbers. <laughs> Who writes with numbers? Yeah. No. Uh, so yeah, that's me. Well, that's cool. I'm I'm glad everyone's doing well, games wise, yeah. doing good stuff. I'm working on Peak. Yeah. What are you doing? Peak. I'm just doing a bunch of like kind of tweaks and stuff. Uh, a little bit gameplay wise, more just like ease of use. I put in some new parallax, uh, so the parallax looks way better in the game, and some. Some level select stuff, doing some JSON objects to hold like level data and things. So it's like not a lot of stuff you can see. I had like a big. So I mean, the, the art that's currently in the game is temporary art, right? Like mm-hmm. I've committed to this art needs to be fixed. And that's what Mike Rose said when I demoed it to him at GDC. He was like, need new art. Um, I was like, all right, that's fair enough. And I mean, it's kind of tech demo y looking. So I've been looking at a lot, a lot of artists and like getting some inspiration for that. And I'm constantly going back back and forth with like should i get an artist should i do the art myself i you know what's what's an artist's budget like uh val maybe you can chime in on this but i'm just kind of <laughs> like you know thinking about that stuff um and, you know and i had a pro- uh, another programmer who i was doing a rev share thing with but that kind of fell through just because he got super busy and wasn't able to contribute to the project so like i literally had the paperwork ready like the contract stuff and it's like you know this is my this is gonna be my minimums for commitment and, you know you gotta give me at least like x hours a week or whatever um and all that stuff fell through so i'm just kind of like and then and then the question of when should i bring in an artist should i keep working and maybe have like more to show level wise and then bring an artist or should i like start talking to art, artists now to maybe get like a art test from them and start communicating like that or if i go to route of like just doing it myself um uh but i don't want to look bad <laughs> Mm. you know it, it would take a lot more work for me to like do the art and then also like switch from the programming hat to the art hat and mm-hmm. gotcha doing you know iterating with that stuff so i don't know 
was thinking about that a lot. Uh, but yeah, and I've just been working on like, okay, how do I want the tutorial in the beginning of this game to play out? And, you know, thinking about animations, we're redoing animations. Just, just a lot of planning hmm. and wanting to try to, and figuring out what my roadmap is and, and when I want the game to come out. It was good. No, no mental breakdowns whatsoever. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Game dev's yeah. really easy and nothing ever goes wrong. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Game dev's fine. Game dev, it's, it's great. It's especially when you're spending all this time editing a podcast. And so it's, it's great. <laughs> so I, I, uh, there was a tweet by the, the Donut County guy. Ben Esposito. That's it. Right? Yeah. Will? Yes. Okay. I, I still, I think my favorite game dev tweet I've ever seen where he was just like, no one told me when you make a game, you have to make the whole thing. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I, like Moment, Kirk and them are at practice this weekend. And like, I think it was like Frank Lance or someone was talking about like game jams only show you like 1% of the game dev cycle. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I, I can and also go back and forth because now I'm like building not a huge backlog, but I was like, oh, I have these other ideas that might actually be better than peak. But I should probably finish peak, right? Because like I need to know what that cycle is like, and yeah. if I know what it's like with maybe a game that isn't received as well. Which hey, if you're listening, no, peak's great. You should be, you should buy it when it comes <laughs> out. Oh, it'll be fine. You know, it'll. But the next one will be better. It'll be great. It'll be perfect. Maybe the perfect game. Um, but yeah, just been thinking about all that stuff. I like that stuff, like the JSON and the parallax. Those are fun things to develop. That. It's more programmatic in the sense of like, oh, there's a beginning and an end to yeah, this yeah, problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's work that you get done. Right. It's not like game design where it's like, <laughs> all this might be shit and I have to throw all this out and start over again. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I wonder if like, if you have a kid, if you the whole time you're just like, this kid is the greatest thing ever and also he doesn't turn the out to be a worst murderer. piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, all the parallax code I stole from that Lightfall game. Nice. They Sweet. Link, they one of their their programmers wrote a Gamma Sutra article about it, and it had a link to the script. I'm like, thank you. I'm using this because <laughs> I talked to those guys at Pack South, and I saw their vertical parallax. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of verticality and and peak, like you move yeah. up a lot, right? And I'm like, how'd you do the vertical parallax where like stuff keeps tracking? And then one of them just wrote an article it. on it. And I was like, all right, <laughs> I didn't steal it. All right, it was open source. In Hexpixel, there's just scroll factor, and it's already built in. <laughs> so. <laughs> Like basically, As we should be nowhere. making peak and hacks there, there will, or or Dylan remake the other will learn, the other will, <laughs> <laughs> other guy with a beard, yeah, skinny will with no hair. <laughs> That's what they call me. That's my nickname on the Discord. Skinny will with no hair. <laughs> Hold on, I'll go ahead and fix that. Yeah, I need to go change my have username. I, have my... I commented on the irony, by the way? Because you mentioned you had like barber parents. Oh yeah, that, no, that, I, like... I point out all the time. <laughs> yeah, both of my parents are hairdressers, and <laughs> you just like you got revenge me. by growing no hair, <laughs> or, or just keeping it so short you it's never need to dress. Ass. Yeah, well, that's so true. They have no power over him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the powers in the hair. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how like people with dentists that are like parents, and they're like, you pay for that? <laughs> I've never paid for a haircut in my you life. For that. So like the idea of like. I need to get a neurosurgeon dad real quick. <laughs> two, two, both parents. Yeah. yeah. My dad's um he's been a occupational therapist for his whole life, so like every time something hurts, I'm just like, "Dad, muscles, why? Dad, fix me." Yeah. <laughs> with a little hammer. Yeah. <laughs> hit you with a little hammer. Yeah. Well, on that note, 
I think it's a good place to wrap up. All right. Thank you guys for coming back. Val, thank you very much. No problem. If you if you don't vamoose in August, <laughs> maybe we can have you on again. Yeah, for sure. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, I'm on Twitter. My handle is xvalociraptor. So X-V-A-L-O-C-I-R-A-P-T-O-R. So like velociraptor. Um, and I'm also on my own website, valentinahaas.com. So that's where you can find all my art. Find out more about Red Star Azimuth? Yeah, well, you can find that on Team, team Dog Pit's Twitter. So. Did somebody already have at Velociraptor? They did. They've been sitting on it for like six goddamn somebody years. Somebody already had. Uh, and they never made a tweet. 0101011, so I'm X0101011. I've emailed this person. I'm be, like, I, give it back. Maybe <laughs> You're I not even X, using it. Maybe it should be X Ward Games. But <laughs> we're a business. So if I file a trademark. Or for games, I can then go to Twitter and be like, I legally own the rights to this name. What a cyber bully. I know. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Yeah. No, I own that. If I, <laughs> if I drop like the $1,500 or whatever to get the trademark filing, yeah. Going after that dude. Alex, I'm pissed off. You're pissed off? Where can people find you? <laughs> uh, uh, you play Woodsy at braindeer.games. Uh, oh Go yeah! Go there now. I should update that website. It's definitely up. It's definitely up. It's just got very big banners. It's like under construction. I'll come <laughs> back to this eventually. <laughs> should now say under construction. Also check out Woodsy and then just a link. Do to you my have under construction gifs? Uh, I have under construction gifs. If that's what you're asking. Nope. So like not. a shitty clip art. Yeah. Guy like digging with a with a work. People at work sign. Really bad pixelated 3D caution yeah. signs rotating, <laughs> sort of. It's, uh, like, it's, it's like it's a PNG, like like there's transparency, but like they didn't get all of the white. Yeah. 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 It's like a little bit of white it's on the 24 bit transparency. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah um, most of my games can be found on braindeergames.itch.io. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can f- talk to me on Twitter at G H O D A N underscore. Uh, I also post game dev stuff to. Braindeer Games at, at Braindeer Games on Twitter with a capital B, capital G. And um, also check out at Drainbeer Games. Don't look at that. On, guy. on Twitter. <laughs> don't, don't look at you. that guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's been pretty quiet recently. Maybe. I think he just needs inspiration, and I have not been good at providing that. <laughs> I, I bet there's a there's a deep well of this, uh, this woodsy stuff that I bet <laughs> can oh. be made use of. I possibly. All right. Uh, yeah, that's me. Will, where can people find you? Zero one zero one zero one 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 dot itch dot io. Mm-hmm. Try out Wobblelong, Wobblelob, Wobblelong, hmm. Wobblelob Classic Ta- Tagalongs. Currently on great cookies. <laughs> they are good cookies. Uh, uh, nope. Are they the peanut butter ones? Yes. The peanut butter sandwiches. Okay. Yeah, they're 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 the um shortbread topped with peanut yes. butter coated in chocolate. Yes. Thin mints are bust. Come on. I mean, I'm a Thin Mints guy. But I can I'm eat like, both of the cookies. And Savannah I'll be Smiles. <laughs> so, I mean, like, they're also really good. All of them are great, but Samoa's are my, Ooh, my cookies. No, three cookies. Samoa's, make that yeah. three cookies. Yeah. Those are all the best. Yeah, I just do Thin Mints. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, you can find Will at thinmints.inch.io. <laughs> that, that exists. <laughs> I'm looking that up. If go it ahead, doesn't, go, you should grab it. Go ahead, Will. Where can people also find you at? Uh, at x zero one zero one zero one 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 because somebody already had at zero one zero one zero one one one. 
And that's about it. Shameful. Thinmins.itch.io is not registered. Get it. So take yeah. it. And then spend the next two months developing Thinmins related games. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and get shut down. <laughs> or down no, by or the Girl take it of to the Girl Scouts and be <laughs> like, I've got yeah. lots of How mu- about an acquisition? Yeah. <laughs> like a women who code sort of thing. Like one of those game camps. We're going to make games about Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> Edutainment Girl yeah. Scout cookie games. Yes perfect there's this guy he made this like really popular like horror animal crossing game so i just ripped that off but i just filled it with like <laughs> replace girl every scout with girl scout cookies no just the dialogue changes just, oh, yeah. everything else stays the same i need my girl, girl scout, scout cookies, cookies. Yeah. <laughs> can you swim into the lake and get me my girl scout cookies <laughs> <laughs> my thin mints <laughs> well if you enjoyed this episode and you want to listen to any of our other episodes you can find them at ward-games.com or on Twitter at Ward Video Games, not X Ward Games. Don't go there. Ward Video Games. Um, or on Google Play, iTunes, Pocket Cast. Thank you, everyone that's been listening. Thank you. Uh, we had Dicey on last episode. Mm. It was a very good conversation. I hope people enjoyed that. Next episode, we're having Amanda Hudgens, creator of the hashtag Thousand Button Project. Mm. Um, after that, we have Phil Tibitoski. CEO of Young Horses, creators of Octodad, he'll be on. Nice. Yeah, we have a uh, we have a bunch of other guests I'm currently speaking to that should be on soon. It'll be exciting. Be a good time. Thank you, Val, again for being <laughs> on. Uh, good luck if you if you venture out to Austin. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, if not, we'd love to <laughs> to keep you in the community. Yeah. <laughs> um. But until next time, guys. Adios. Peace. Hi, Dylan. See ya.